going, everybody? It's Jason and Jansen's. It's time for Dan's deal today. Check out this fucking rape van behind me. 2015 Ram Promaster 2500. 3.0 Eco Diesel under the hood. Automatic transmission and just 32,000 miles. Come look at the cat. You got room for yourself and two accomplices up front here. And check out the back. Padlock from the outside cage. You keep your victims locked inside. Inside, check this out. You got shelves for all kinds of snacks or whatever kind of bait you want to use to get them inside. They're right inside. You got a nice cage on the back to lock them in. They ain't going anywhere once they get into this thing. <laughs> Guys, if you're looking to drive by a couple middle schools or even elementary schools, hell, I don't give a shit. This is the one you want. You put a free candy right here on the side. Like I said, you fill up them shelves with leftover Halloween candy. You got them fuckers booked in there. If you want to <laughs> if you want to get this piece of shit in your driveway, just hit me in the messages and I'll get right back with you. Thank you. For advertising opportunities for the following show, email us at cornerpubsports at gmail.com. Welcome to the best pubcast around, Corner Pub Sports, bringing you sports, beer, and beyond. Catch the show live every Friday night at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Or get the show wherever you download your favorite podcasts. It's time to grab a cold one, kick your feet up, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the pub. This is Lenny Dykstra Nail coming at you listening to Corner Pub Sports. Jesus Christ. Corner Pub Sports. Here we are Friday night, as we do, going live on uh, Facebook and Twitch and Twitter and all those places. And uh, we had quite a quite a big week here in Philly this week, and it's going to be uh, interesting to talk about. So, um, so I'm Sean, Gary, Dog Whisper, <laughs> that's Ryan. Uh, we have a special oh, guest coming. We have a special guest coming on the show tonight. Uh, NBC. Sports uh, Philly, uh, Jordan Hall will be joining us to talk some Philadelphia Flyers a little bit later tonight. We're going to get into the Sixers. We're going to talk about uh, Tokyo for a reason, you know, other reasons than we used to talk about Tokyo. Uh, Phil Rivers, we got, we got some Sixers talk. We got all kinds of stuff. We're going we're gonna to jab a voodoo, uh, a voodoo doll, and, and, the, and the voodoo doll's name is Howie. So that's going to be that's gonna be fun. the bomb. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, as Gary's drinking. As we start off every every show, what are you drinking? What do you got? What do you got? So you got rum and, rum and coke, as always. What is that? Murky? That is Austin Brothers Brewery Murky Christmas. Wow. Interesting. I got hey, I got uh I got lager. I, old tradition. Oh, you, got a cute, you got a cute little oh, band-aid oh, on your oh, finger. Oh, 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 yeah, look. Oh yeah, so, and show you. Look, look what my band-aid is. It's Bob Ross. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Why you, where'd you have that finger? <laughs> you know where it was. <laughs> you fat bitch! You fat bitch! But before Jordan, jo- fat bitch! before Jordan joins us a little bit later, we got a special guest joining the stream here. 
Oh, it's Bernie. Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Hey. Oh, Bernie. <laughs> now, you're embarrassing yourself, you geriatric fuck. So, <laughs> Bernie, uh, obviously... <laughs> If you've been living living under a rock, man, Bernie went viral this week, man. There were some good ones. There was one with him next to Gritty. There was all <laughs> all kinds of great ones, man. I had him at the bar here for the promo for the show tonight. So That's the Lion King. Oh, I didn't see that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. can ride the lightning. He's in the execution chair. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> well, speaking of execution, uh, the Eagles made a move this week. And uh, they, they, they hired a yeah, yeah they hired a uh, a head coach, yeah, oh, Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni from the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Oh, it wasn't Deuce. It wasn't Deuce. It wasn't Deuce. Damn. Yeah, I know. How are you feeling about that? Leave Deuce alone. What the fucking fuck? Who the fuck? Fuck this fucking. How did you do fucking fucks? That's half the fan base right now. They are going completely Nick, Nick bonkers. Laurie said, Nick Laurie said to Deuce down, I'm trying to help you, you motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm trying to help you, motherfucker. Like, all right. So, you know what? Why don't we start off with that? Because people are really upset about Deuce not getting the job. Uh, and then we'll get into the next. Uh, <laughs> I know I was going to mess up his name. Sirianni. We'll get up into getting him a little bit. But um, are you upset that Deuce didn't get the job? No. How I come? mean, How I'm, not, I'm not upset. I mean, but I understand the fan base saying what they're saying. I get it. See, that's what I mean. Like, like a, I think it's more of like a loyal thing because he's been here for so long. He was a good player here. Um, he's been coaching here for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, there's got to there's gotta be something. There's why. reasons other teams aren't calling to say, right. hey. like, there's got to be something. He, like, in my opinion, anyway, like, like, he's obviously not qualified to be a head coach. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, I'm not hiring you because I'm loyal to you or you've done a lot for my organization. What are you going to do for me as the coach? Right. So, See, like, yeah. now I'm not saying Sirianni's the guy. Like, I, I don't, I'm just not, there, there had to be a legitimate reason why Deuce didn't get the job. Why hasn't Deuce gotten calls from other teams? Right. But, I mean, he, Deuce has been interviewed for four different positions on this team and hasn't been selected for those positions. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a reason why. Now, there is a rumor that he was offered the offensive coordinator job in 2018, and he refused it for some reason. Right, because he, he, they, he was told that he would not be making calls. He would not be making the plays, calling in the plays. See, I don't, I don't know. Again, that's a report. I don't know how true it is. The only thing with that is, for status alone, wouldn't you take that position? Because the next step is to be a head coach, right? So right. instead, now you're on the 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 waiting, the waiting block. You know, again, waiting for that opportunity to get to that point. I don't know. That, that seemed kind of weird. And then I also heard on top of that that the reason why he didn't take the job also was because uh, uh, because he'd be working so closely with Carson Wentz. Now here's my problem with that. Whoever whoever came out with that that story, you mean that Deuce didn't want to work out with Carson Wentz, who just came off an MVP caliber season? Like I, 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 I don't again, know. again, Sean, what you said, it's a story. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, nobody knows what's going on or what facts are, because Deuce hasn't came out and said anything. We as Philadelphia fans, we want to believe something. Mm-hmm. So when we hear a story, we ride with it. 
You know what I mean? Right. Whether it's facts, true, false, we hear that story. We're going to roll with that story. All right. You know what I mean? We see Joe Bucci just uh, chimed in and said, Deuce is rumored to be on the Bears' radar. I think you said that too, Gary, before the show. Yeah. You, you texted us that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, all right, that's cool. And, and also, he wanted to know if uh, Eric Bieniemy is a lock for the Texans. Um, no, apparently he turned that interview down. I thought he did interview with them. I thought he did a virtual interview oh. with with he he didn't. That's right. That's what I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a virtual interview, but he bombed it. Let me take a piss. All right. Uh, thanks. Apparently he apparently he bombed that interview. Well, he hasn't been doing well in any of the interviews. Right. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's been. I don't know. It, it's kind of a strange situation. But also, before that, he, you heard rumors that, that the Eagles didn't allow uh, an interview with, with uh, Biennemi. And then, like, a day later, you know, it's, this is what I'm saying. Like, you, you don't know what to believe anymore. Everything's right. so wishy-washy and everything. But a day later, it's, you know, Andy Reid, you know, said he would um, help Biennemi with the Eagles interview. So I, I don't understand that. Like, what? which is it? You can't have it both ways. Um there's a lot of both. Right. You know, there's a lot of both ways talking out of both sides of your mouth stuff going on right now. We'll get into that a little bit later, especially when we do the uh, the voodoo doll, because I I got one for that voodoo Howie. Yeah, and um, you know, so I don't know what's going on with the enemy. Um, like when when this all started, I would have liked the enemy to be here. Um, but he's not. So let's you know, hopefully Sirianni's the guy. Do you think? Before we before we move on to Sirianni himself, do you think that there is a prejudice in the NFL with with head coaching uh, as far as African Americans not getting head coaching I'm not, jobs? I'm not even getting into that conversation because you, you, because you don't think there is. You're either qualified or you ain't. I don't, and I, I'm on that train of thought. Like I do think it's a problem, but I don't think the problem is like, oh, this guy's black. I'm not hiring him. The problem is, I think I, I think it's more of like, like like I don't want to say oblivious because that that would make you even more ignorant. Like the problem is, oh, this guy blew us away. Yeah, he's a white dude, but you know what I mean. This is the guy we want. See, I, I, the, I the problem is what I feel is is the Rooney Rule. Now the Rooney Rule in in an aspect needs to be implemented. I understand that, but now you got teams that they just interview. A minority coach because of the Rooney Rule, right? That, it makes it worse. Bullshit. See, now, but that's why I'm thinking. Like, that's why I, you know, say, you know, think about what you just said. That's why I think it is a problem in the NFL because you shouldn't be doing that just to interview a, an African American right. coach because of that Rooney Rule that's in effect. Um, and and now there's another rule that that went into effect this year too about a, you know, um, what team was it now? Detroit, was it Detroit? Who was it that that um, brought uh, – oh, shoot, I can't think of what team it was that, that hired uh, an African-American as a GM and, oh, um, um, and got, like, an additional third-round pick or something. Yeah, so if that, you hire – what, what team was that? Uh, was that Arizona or Detroit? I forget. I it's Detroit. I Detroit, it's Detroit. I, I keep thinking Detroit. Okay, so either way. Um, so that's another rule that went into it. So that's why – Yeah, like that, if you, if you yeah. hire a minority from another team, that team gets a third-round pick. Right. Right. Mark said uh, Bernie is uh, Mike's replacement. Uh, Steve said, uh, got to remember, we're in a pretty progressive place, not anywhere as far as long as we are. And completely agree there, Steve. And, and here's the thing. This is, this is what's bothering me about the Deuce Daly thing, um, is that people are calling out the Eagles, like, oh, they haven't had a black 
offensive, defensive, or GM, um, or offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, or GM or head coach in 20-something years since basically since Ray Rhodes. Um, that's true, but the Eagles were also, uh, you know, one of the first teams to hire a, uh, you know, a black coach in Ray Rhodes. And, you know, basically we're, I don't want to say like, you know, trailblazers there, but they did kind of start a, a little phase there where, where and, more teams started doing the, it. The Eagles also had the same coach for 14 years. Right. So, how, yeah, right, right. So, like, when you have a same coach, you're not going to change things because it works. I so. will say this. We're, we're, we're three white men, if you, four if you want to include Bernie. Um, <laughs> four white men here on the panel, and maybe it's unfair for us to say. Now, I'm going to say I think it is a problem. I think there is prejudice when it become, when it comes to head coaches not getting jobs. Um, however, I'm not saying that towards Deuce Staley. I think Deuce Staley has had uh, – there's something going on there where he's not getting the opportunities. If he was, if he was so coveted, and so eligible for these jobs, not eligible, so, um, I don't know, just ready. If he was ready for these jobs, why isn't he getting interviews anywhere else? Right, like if, he, if, he's, that quali- if he's that qualified, like qualified. he hasn't been, That's the word I was he hasn't been on, interviewed for an OC, he hasn't been interviewed for a head coach, like, so, I, dude, thanks, man, thanks, but... Like I, I, at this point, I almost want him to go because I'm tired of fucking hearing about him. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I mean, someone was bringing up Todd Bowles today and how Todd Bowles hasn't been given a fair shake. I'm like, um, he but co- Todd Bowles was on his team before. He, but but Todd Bowles, no no no, not 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 with the Eagles. Well, he got it had an interview with the Eagles, but not not with the Eagles. I'm saying in general. And uh, the thing is, like, he he coached the Jets. To a play to a ten and six record, and then had a four win and a five win and like a three win season after that, and then got fired after that. So we had three really bad years in a row. And it's, it's, it's is not a quality head coach. He's a quality defensive coordinator. And not everybody's a good Wade Phillips. He's a yeah, you know, bad head coach, bad horrible head coach. Head coach. You know, worked out for him as 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 a, as a defensive He's coordinator. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Bad head coach. Quinn, really good. Dan Quinn. Quinn. Dan Quinn, awful head coach. Yeah, yeah Dan Quinn. How about uh, what was the one I was just uh, Josh McDaniels? Ah, thank God, thank God, Josh no, McDaniels so, is not here. The other side of that. It's true. All right. I wouldn't have hated that. What would have uh, Josh McDaniels brought to the table that you would have liked? Uh, intensity, Sean. Experience, young, innovative. Yes. Um, and he's coached with Bill Belichick for ten years. Granted, Bill Belichick's tree is terrible. I get it. Bill Belichick's t- tree is ter- the most terrible. I'm not talking about another man's tree on the show. <laughs> I mean, but, um, but McDaniel's. I want to like. I, I think he's a young guy. He's on. Everybody deserves to like get a second chance to be a head coach. He had co- he was a head coach at the Denver Broncos ten years ago, and they fired him like almost at the end of the second year. Like he wasn't given a legitimate shot to build that team. Right. Now, granted, he may have been fired because he's a douchebag. Well, he he, he, he was fired he, for another reason. He did draft him, Tebow. I got to take Bernie off because it's causing me a, a bad echo here on my end. You guys can't hear it, but it's 
for for me, it's he should be as executed anyway. But <laughs> Bernie, yeah. <laughs> uh, bye, Bernie. <laughs> All right, there we go. I don't have an echo going on anymore. Um, I mean, I'm not saying he's the end all, be all of coaches, Sean. I'm just saying I wouldn't have hated it. I'm not saying that at all. So my thing was, I just didn't want him here for several reasons. Um, I understand, and I and I completely agree that, you know, first of all, a lot of players or a lot of coaches deserve second chances. So the Todd Bowles thing, uh, you know, even though he had a, a pretty rough rough go at it with New York, he was also with the Jets. Um, the Jets with Geno Smith, but he also was the one who drafted Geno Smith thinking he was going to be the franchise quarterback. So there's things like that that go wrong. So you have someone like that, and then you have someone like Josh McDaniels who gets his head coaching shot, like you said, 10 years ago, gives up three draft picks to get Tim Tebow to move back into the first round, a second, third, and fifth, or a second, fourth, and fifth round picks to move up for Tim Tebow. So basically you gave up a lot of that, that that year's draft. And then you get caught, and not your first, but your second videotaping scandal while with the Broncos. And oh, you I were forgot about that. You were basically escorted. You had to be carried out of the facility right. twelve games into that second season. Your character I, blows. I want no fucking parts of you. Uh, you know I, the Eagles have enough that. to function, enough to function uh, going on in their in their in their camp right now. I don't want Josh McDaniels here. And, I completely forgot about that. But that character stuff aside, to me personally, what has Josh McDaniels done offensively? Like, was it Tom Brady? Was it Josh McDaniels? There was no, nothing. Yeah, then that's a good point because it, that, that's like the Mike Kafka thing from the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's done a really good job with Patrick Mahomes. It's fucking Patrick Mahomes. Right. The kid's got like, so yeah, much the, natural like, ability. I, I, it's I, sick. Could coach, I could coach Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, and I, that, that, I completely forgot about that. So there definitely is a character issue. That's a good point, Sean. That may, I mean, it's a moot point now, but that may have changed my mind if I would have remembered about that. The thing I like about McDaniels is his intensity. His, mm-hmm. his you ain't pushing me around type bullshit. Right. His whole, like, you, I'm trying to help you, motherfucker. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So right. let's get into the coach they actually hired. All right. It's a unicorn. I'm fine. So Nick Sirianni, um, the former uh, offense coordinator with the Colts, um, before we get bombarded saying he didn't even uh, call plays, we know he didn't call plays, but he also had a big say on the plays being called. Um, Former wide receiver coach, former quarterback coach in um, San Diego. Well, yeah, they were in San Diego Mm -hmm. with uh, Frank Reich was the OC. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so he's kind of hitched his tail on the Frank Reich, who has proven is a really good coach. And Lockers um, have had career years under his tutelage. No, Luck didn't play for them, guy. Luck retired. Well, he's he's ta- he's talking with the Colts when he was with the Colts. Yeah, he's there for a year. Yeah, he was there for a year. Okay, yeah, actually right, two. He was there for two, I think, and then Brissett was the last year, or the second year, I guess it was. Jacoby okay, so they yeah. did. No, Luck was hurt that year. That's what I mean. I said Brissett the one year, and then Luck did play under him one year. I'm pretty sure. No, that's what I'm saying. Their first year when uh, when Frank Reich took that job, Luck was out all year. That was Brissett. Oh, okay. Well, 
I got the uh, I got the numbers um, of what he did while he was the OC at um, Indianapolis. And I just got to find because I got to get all these pictures of Bernie off my phone. <laughs> it's the fr- my favorite's this one though. That's, I mean, that's that might be the best. That might be the best one. Bernie with that big black cock. So you might be right. 2018. You might be right, dude. It, it was. It, it, oh. Luck was out all year, and then he retired, and then they they uh, made Brissett the starter. All right. And so, then last year was with Philip. Where, where he retired? Uh, no, no, no. Like the, the year that Reich went there, Luck was out all year hurt. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, he's right. Right. And then, and then his second year, Luck was set to come back, and then he retired. And then mm-hmm. they made Brissett the, 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 the starter. But Brissett had a good year considering what they went through. So, right. so 2018. And then, and then yeah. last year, Philip Rivers had a good year. Mm-hmm. So 2018, they ranked fifth in the league in points. This is the Colts, by the way, under – uh, Suriano as an offense coordinator, fifth in fifth in the league in points, seventh in the league in yards, sixth in passing, twentieth in rushing. Not bad, right? I mean, that's solid. In two thousand eighteen, uh, nineteen, they were sixteenth in the league in points. This is the year that Luck retired. Sixteenth in the league in points, twenty fifth in yard in yards, thirtieth in passing, seventh in rushing. So obviously not too good. Uh, that was kind of a tough year for them because, you know, they're kind of thrown, thrown a curveball there. Mm-hmm. But then last year with Phillip Rivers, they were ninth in the league in points, 10th in yards, 11th in passing, 11th in rushing. Not anything eye-popping, um, but you, you mentioned something about McDaniels being young, and um, Seriano's 39 years old. That is. And, that is and, and you're hearing from a lot of other people around the league you know, I was, I was actually surprised to hear this. Danny Woodhead, long-time running back with the Patriots, mm-hmm. and, and he he was under Suriano with um, with San Diego with the Chargers, and he raved about him. He said he's the smartest coach he ever played under. I'm like, dude, you played under Belichick. You're like, wow, seriously? And look, it's Danny Woodhead. Like, I don't know, I don't know Danny Woodhead from from you know from John Doe, but like. That was pretty strong. Some pretty strong words right there. Yeah, um, he he yeah. he was probably with them on a like day in day out basis. Where like you know like when he was in New England, Bill Belichick's not dealing with Danny Woodhead on a day in day mm-hmm. out basis. You know, and then so and then Frank Reich. You know, Frank Reich has uh, in the past has talked very highly of of Nick Sirianno, Sirianni. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to constantly do that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's going to take a while before it's embedded. Um, Pizza. It's like Alan Vigneault. Like, it took me forever to be able to, st- you know? Yeah, but, for a while I called him Vignet. Yeah, I just started calling him AV. Just AV. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and it's Elaine. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is. See? The fuck? The guy's only been here for two years. Um, but uh, Sirianni uh, – uh, was was highly talked about, or talked about highly, I should say. Um, hold on a minute, I got something. Today, Junior, with Frank Reich about Frank Reich. You know, basically saying like, you know, he goes to him for everything. Like, you know, you were kind of alluding to Ryan. You basically said that, you know, that that he was that Reich relied heavily on Sirianni. It's almost like the way Peterson leaned on Reich when Reich was here. It's almost, um, it's almost like a mirror image. 
Yeah. So um, it's right. funny though. If you, if you can't get Royke, why not get his predecessor? Yeah, it's funny though. We fired Peterson and hired his former OC's OC. Yeah, that's yeah, that's weird. That's weird. It's a unicorn. It is a unicorn, Dave. Speaking but, um, of, speaking um, of, speaking of Dave, next week, next Friday, we're doing a special uh, podcast. Uh, we we might cover a little bit of sports, but it's it's the majority of the show is going to be dedicated to our. Uh, our, our our buddy Dave who passed away recently. So that's all um, surreal, man. Even if you don't know Dave, um, it doesn't matter. Just tune in because the clips we have ready and the stories we're gonna. It's gonna be a lot of fun. You're gonna. You're you want to be. You yeah. want to be entertained, man. This dude was. He was. Like, he, he didn't come to the podcast a lot, but when he did, it was magic. Yeah, it was literally. It, it was, was magic. It was dude. like a mythical beast. Oh oh oh! It's magic. You know. I'm sorry, Ryan. So I was cutting you off. You were trying to make a point about uh, Sirianni. Um, you don't remember what it was. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember. Damn thing, anyway. Um, but let's see what happens, man. Um, you know, right. Be, 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 be. Right, let's not be negative. Let's remain optimistic. Right. So when I heard, um, when I heard they hired him, I was like, oh, okay. Like, like, I'm not. Yeah, Nick Sirianni or whatever. Mike, is it Nick? It's Nick. Nick. So uh, I'm not like, yeah, Nick Sirianni. I thought, oh, that's the right guy. That's the right guy. Right. I wonder if that Nick's got a big dick too. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, um, you know, that he's coming highly regarded. A lot of people saying really good things about him. So let, let's see if he can get in here and, you know, get this team right. The thing that's tough, Brian, is he's very young. He, he, he's yeah. First of all, As look a, at Gary with the with the beard head on his on his beard. There you he, go. Coming into a team, and this team has a lot of fucking. There's a lot of bullshit coming in into this organization. He he's got his work cut out for him. He does, bro, and I I get behind that. I it, hear you. It's but a very challenging. It's going to be very challenging for him. Right. But um, what's going on, Pat? Nice to hear from you, man. Thanks for fucking watching. Um, but at the same time, like, like, you know, when you need a new head coach, most of the time you're a mess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, bro? Yeah. So again, like, let's yeah. get it. This is, this is, this is beyond your normal mess. There's a lot of bullshit he's coming in into. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's got like over full trash bags trying to take him to the curb. Yeah. And he's right. like, what, what, what's, what am I picking up? What am I going to keep? You know, and the trash men are telling him you can't put too much out at one time. He, he's got a quarterback that's disgruntled. He, he's got a cap situation that he's got to deal with. He's got players that he's he's not going to have. It's it's a mess. So, quick question while we're on this, guys. Um, I, I mean, I hope he's got a, an extended prescription for fucking Percocet. Because he's going to need them. <laughs> um, Valium. Or... So, um, Drink a lot of beer. So, quick question, guys. Uh, so, obviously, like we had heard that that, that um, the thing that um, Roseman and Lori were looking for were someone that st- uh, still believed in Carson Wentz. Uh-huh. I'm glad you're bringing so this up. So, it, it's looking like they're sticking with Wentz. I so, think- uh, that, right? That's another topic, though. They got to trade Jalen Hurts, right? No. 
No, they got they got to find a way to make it work. With See, the, the one thing that bothered me last year, um, among a lot of things that bothered me last year with with uh, Peterson, was the fact that like your team's rolling, and you have a nice drive going, and uh, Pat just saw your uh, your your name, Ryan. <laughs> so for those who aren't li- uh, aren't watching live uh ryan's name on the screen doesn't need a dog sitter um don't send your dog to him no no no, no, no. We're highly qualified trained individual here your dog will come back walking funny so send the peanut butter yes and, and by the way uh I, I just wanted to bring this up and uh, when i was going back through the uh the clips of, of Dave for next week's show, the com- the the back and forth in person. It, it look we're we're doing our best here now, and, and the reason why I bring it up is because those who are listening, all you know, just uh, downloading the show and stuff. I know the quality is not as good as it should be because we're doing this virtually and stuff. But uh, when I was listening to this, some of the back and forth of us being in the house, you know, in house, you know, hanging out with each other and just down in beers and just going crazy. It's so much different. It's hard, you know, but we're trying our best to get through this, and we are getting through this, man. We're getting close. The, the light's at the end yeah. of the tunnel, man. We're all going to... Yeah, know. like, this is nice, but it doesn't compare to being in studio live with each other. And yeah. you, Guys, not being next to you and two feet away from you, it's it's tough. Yeah. yeah. It's very tough. It's it's. We'll get there soon, man. Mm-hmm. Hopefully by the spring or summer, we'll be back to normal. But, but anyway, to get back to the point um, about Wentz and her... Oh, yeah, so that was my thing. When you're driving, you know, you're driving, 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 and Wentz looks good, and he's, and he's all sharp, and, he, and you're getting first downs, and you're doing all this stuff. Driving, and, then, and then all of a sudden, it's, it's second down and nine, and you bring in Jalen Hurts, and he does a, an RPO. You know he's running to the left side, and then he gets a couple yards, or he gets a you know two-yard gain. Now it's third down, and you're putting Wentz right back in. Oh, by the way, Carson, it's, it's third and seven. Good luck. Get this done. Yeah. It was so – I hated that last year. I hated that. So – I don't know what to do here. I I think I'm not worried. I'm not worried about Carson's mental um, capacity and being able to handle it because I'm, I'm telling you right now. I I I've said things on the show before in the past that if if Carson can't handle a backup looking over his shoulder, that he can't be an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that aspect. That's one thing, but if you're going to do that with with him when, when you're break when you're breaking up drives and putting hurts in, that's another problem. I think it's a little deeper than that. What do you think it is? I I, I mean I I just think that what Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson it just got sour. It, it got very sour. Now why you don't think it had you don't think it had anything to do with the quarterback situation? I, 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 right, Ryan. That that's a point. But I think he, uh, Carson Wentz, there was a time where he went to Car- uh, Doug Peterson and he said, hey, da-da-da-da-da. And Doug Peterson may have told him, what do you mean? I can't do that. And Carson Wentz may have said, what do you mean you can't do that? You're the head coach. What do you mean, what do you mean? What do you yeah. mean, what do you mean? And then I think it went to that point where Carson Wentz was like, this fucking guy can't even make a decision. So why am I going to believe what he says? How can I believe in his his play calling? Not just going audible. The the type A personality stories keep coming out where Carson's a type A personality and blah blah blah. And he's tough to. You know what? Guess what? I want my. I, I I'm not saying this just because it's Carson Wentz, and you know I like Carson Wentz, 
But I want my quarterback to be a type A personality. I want him to be that kind of aggressive, you know, because it is his like team. Hold, yeah, like the, the whole shit account. I want things a certain way. Tom Brady's and a type A. Not, right, like like if they're not going to be this way, it's going to be a problem. Right. If, if he's passive and he's – I mean, if, if Wentz really is passive, I mean, that's a problem. But if he's um, – but but if he's someone who's laid back and doesn't care about anything, why do you want him leading? Like that's not a leader, you know. That's not a leader right. of the team. So all that all those reports that came out about that, but again, that has nothing to do with mental fr- fragility. And if he really right. is incapable of handling that kind of pressure, you can't be an NFL quarterback. I mean, you really can't. And I don't know how else to put it. I, I I don't know. So when you ask, do they, you know, do they trade Hurts because they think? They're going to go with Carson. I, I don't know if they're going to go with Carson. I I, I right. think that they there's a lot of there's a there's a big belief that they made this hire because it's for Carson. I think that's a little a little unfair, but I also don't. I will not be surprised one bit if one day we find out you know, we we hired him because he yeah, he's a, he's a quarterback whisperer. I I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I hear you, and I think that's a little misguided to hire a coach because you. Th- think yep. he could fix the quarterback when the team has so many holes it's true 100 which, which with the way the eagles operate would we be surprised if that's what they did but i mean the problems with carson wentz are easily are easily fixed i disagree easily completely I'm, disagree that it's easily fixed if you look at the tapes ryan there there's a, it's just mechanics okay i'm not even talking about that if the problem's from the neck up that's not easily fixed I agree with that part. You know what I mean? And that's, uh, to me, that's the bigger, like, like issue. Um, If that's, a, like, if that is, in fact, the problem, then fixing him, like, athletically. What the, the things he would, like, like you were getting into, guy, like his footwork, his mechanics, that shit can be fixed. Mm-hmm. But if the problem is truly in his head, we got a we got a bigger issue than it really it, it even looks like at this point. Well, if the problems in his head, he's got to believe, he's got to believe with the new coach that's coming in, he's got to believe and buy into his philosophy. If so, he don't, and then he's just it's not going to work. So, so Pulse, yeah, like he, he has to completely buy in. Polsky just yeah. said if they fix the team, Wentz will be a minor issue. So I was on. And I'm gonna give him a plug because he had me on. We're gonna have him on soon. Uh, if the pack, especially if the Packers win this weekend, we'll we'll get to that too. We got we got to talk about the NFC Championship and AFC Championship games. Um, I was on a, a show called I Need a Mulligan, and it was hosted by TK Goldsmith uh, this last week. It's it was a lot of fun. It was a good show, um, and like I said, we'll hope to have him on our show soon. Uh, you know, he's a Midwestern guy. Uh, he wanted to know about the Philadelphia situation and all that stuff, and he he basically said like you know. Who would you go with in the future? And I answered him point blank. I said, "Look, I don't. I didn't see enough from from Hertz to say I'm confident going forward with him, because personally, Hertz might have a little more athletic ability as far as running the ball and stuff. Uh, you know, he he seems to have a decent arm. Wentz has a good arm too. You know, let's let's not forget. I mean, right. we've seen Wentz make these plays. You're like, how the fuck? I'll never forget that Washington play as long as I live. When he's he Miles Sanders. Uh, well, that one the the, last year, yeah, that, that, that throw, yeah, that was a fantastic throw. But the other one was his second year when he looked like he was sacked, and all of a sudden he shoots out, oh, yeah. and, you know, like stuff and like that. Throws a forty-yard pass to who did he throw that fucking pass to? Was that Aguilar? Yes, yeah. and it was a touchdown. 
So then that one that, that, that I mean we're going off to but that one he said I think it's the same game. He threw it in a corner of the end zone on the run, dragging a guy off from the uh, to Clement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep, it was like yep. an outright and like and he just hit him in between like three defenders. Yeah. And you're like, Whoa, how do you make that fucking pick? Yeah. So I mean look, we we've seen window like that. We've seen quarterbacks. It was like a it was like a little you know, a little slap you know, little slab of pink. Just toss the panties. You know, just a little sort of um <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for an opportunity. I just took it. I just, I just put that one in there. If you aim in the pink, it won't make you stink. <laughs> uh, we've we've seen him make these throws, but anyway, we're going for, we're going off topic here. Um, I didn't see enough from Hertz, and the whole thing with you know, are they going to go with Carson going in the future? Are they going to go with Hertz? Should they trade Hertz because of this? I think my whole point with bringing up the um, with TK uh, on on the show with him was basically like, I don't know, like. It's not like Hurts lit the world on fire. The team around him, and this is to go to Polsky's point a couple minutes ago. The team around him sucked. The offensive line sucked. The receivers sucked this year. You know, all they didn't run the ball enough. The play calling sucked. There was all this stuff that went wrong. When you have a snowball going down a hill and it just gets bigger and bigger, like and Wentz is stuck in the middle of it, and I'm not saying it's not his fault. There were some interceptions that were absolutely his fault. He made some dumb decisions. So... You know, I don't know, man. It's just, it's a tough situation. The bottom line, guys, is what are you paying Wentz? What, what's your invested, what's your invested revenue in that quarterback? So you, you gotta find a way to try to make it work. Well, if you're the owner of the team, you're absolutely trying to make it work, and that's why people are believing that Sirianni was a, a, yeah. Wentz, a Wentz hire. And, and I can't hate the owner. For wanting to do that because of the invested revenue. Yeah, that's true. Steve, uh, Steve said Mike's not around to keep this PG PG guy, so be careful. Right, we'll, we'll <laughs> ah, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Before uh, before Jordan comes on in a couple minutes, uh, Jordan Hall of NBC uh, Philly will be joining us for a few minutes, or uh, in a few minutes, I should say, uh, talk about the Flyers. Right and uh, we have a lot of stuff going on. Like like, like I said, we have a, a game with a. Uh, voodoo, a little voodoo game with Kuna Pop Popcorn. We were talking about Hank Aaron, Tokyo, Sixers. We got all kinds of stuff coming on tonight. So it's going to be a fun packed show. But before we do that, um, NFC, AFC Championship game, guys. Uh, you know, pretty pretty big uh, weekend. So we don't picks or? Yeah, let, I mean, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's look into the games and, and see what you think and who you want to see in the Super Bowl. All right. Um, I'm beyond, like, like I'm past. Like uh, being intrigued about it, I'm actually rooting for him. Um, I want Tom Brady to get another ring. Mm, interesting. I, I want him to. I want him to get another ring. So, um, like I know he's douchey and stuff, but like all the scandals that went on, I'm not saying he had no parts of it, but it was the Patriots, if you ask me, not Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just going along. But like you, you see this dude's numbers, like. Like he has more career career playoff wins than like fifteen teams. How about the NFC? Did you see? Did you send them that the NFC uh, playoff wins against NFC teams? Keep in mind, Tom Brady's first year in the NFC. He has what seven mm-hmm. seven wins against NFC playoff teams, 
and he's only been in the NFC one one year. Yeah, that's. I'm the I'm the guy that always says fuck Tom Brady. Da, 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 da. But me personally, I I like to see him get it. Yeah, um, I, to stick it up Belichick's um, ass, I think would be one yeah. thing. So getting back to the to, to the picks for this, um, Green Bay, like don't get like it's not going to be any tall t- any easy task. Aaron Rodgers play, is playing out of his mind. Devontae Adams, I hear it, like I get it, but how do you go against Tom Brady at this point? Um, so I, I, I'm taking the Buccaneers in this game. Um, it's not because I'm rooting for them. I really think they're going to win the game. I'm taking the Buccaneers, um, 28-24. Okay. I, I mean, like I said, how, how can you not want Tom Brady to get this? But Aaron Rodgers, he, he's playing above, above his, above his. I mean, he, he's. I think he gets it. Today, Junior. I'll take the Green Bay Packers, twenty-eight seventeen. Green Bay's favorite by three and a half. Um, just to throw that out there for you betters out there. Yeah, I don't want to bring up Ben right now. <laughs> I forgot about last week. I, I like Green Bay in this game. Uh, I also like Green Bay. I like you know I'm I'm I hear what Ryan's saying. It's funny that you that you brought that up, Ryan, because I I was actually thinking about that um, last Sunday night when when Buccaneers made it to this point, and I said. You know, it'd be kind of funny if if Tom Brady goes and wins wins one for another team, his first year away from that team. We were, I mean, he's already the greatest quarterback that's ever played the game. There's um, no doubt. There's you know, no debate. Def- definitely the most. Uh, he has the most hardware, and um, it's just it's it's crazy. And if he does this with another team, you cannot like. I, you know, I know that I know we hate we hate the way he is and all this stuff. I actually have a Green Bay fan on here, Denny. Denny, uh, Dennis Boyer, Green Bay all the way. He loves. He's been the Packers fan since I've, I've known him for good. twenty years. Yeah. Good luck, man. Good luck, man. I am actually rooting for the Packers as well uh, at this point. I, I just, I know Aaron Rodgers is kind of a cock off the field, but the dudes. If Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback because of the the the, uh, the hardware, Aaron Rodgers might be the best quarterback I've seen play, uh, yeah. as far as like ability and and cool calm collected and and the way he plays even though he only has he only has uh, one you know but if he gets that second ring it solidifies his legacy right right Relax. um real quick because we have our guest uh, about to jump on in a second here afc championship game um i'm i don't like the way the chiefs have been playing not just last week like over the last month or so um the bills the bills look like a like a stud of a team Josh Allen's playing out of his mind. Stephon Diggs, they play good defense. Um, I think the Bills get them. I'm going to take the Bills here, 34-31. I like the Bills as well, bro. I'll take the Bills, 35-28. Oh, high-scoring game. I I, I like the high-scoring game. Yeah, the Chiefs didn't – I know it's – I know it's hard because you know it's a divisional game, and the Chiefs were were uh, they rested the players in, in week sixteen or seventeen, and, and had a bye, and, and they start off a little slow, and they almost lost to the Browns. I mean, the Browns made a nice comeback on them, but they're I just love the Bills. I, they they remind me of the two thousand seventeen Eagles. I love the mm-hmm. Bills. Uh, I'm gonna say Bills Packers Super Bowl, and, and we'll make our picks as we get closer. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Bills Bills Packers. I'm gonna bring up our next guest because you know what? While we bring them up, because I want to hear his picks. Jordan, what's up, brother? How you doing? Jordan Hall, NBC Philly. How are you, Jordan? Checking in. 
I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're, we're good, man. Thanks for coming on. We're drunk. My pleasure. I appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely, man. Welcome aboard, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Are you guys talking a little football? We are. So I don't know if you want to give your uh, give your predictions uh, uh, of the uh, championship games this weekend. Well, I can't. I can't wait for Bucks Packers. Just Rogers Brady. That's what I'm really looking forward to. Uh, so I'm going to say Bucks. Um, I I really like the Bills too. I, I was hearing someone mention that they really remind them of the Eagles, and like I've been seeing that compa- com- comparison as well. I love the Bills. I think it's a great story, but. I would really like to see Reed, Andy Reid get back there, and I would love to see him kind of Mahomes versus uh, Brady. I think would be really cool, kind of um, mm, yeah. the guy that's looking for his seventh, and then Mahomes looking to repeat. I think that would be a really cool storyline, in my opinion. So I'll, I'll, I'll go Chiefs Bucks. It's it's kind of interesting because like all all four teams, like to me, like it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter to me who makes it. Like I, you know, there's root interest no matter who's in it. It's it's pretty wild. Yeah. It's it's unique that there's a situation like this. Usually, yeah, I think all the storylines are really cool. They're mm-hmm. all intriguing, just like you said. Yeah, and it, you know, especially without the Eagles being there, there's usually a team you're like, oh god, I hope they lose. I hope they lose. I hope <laughs> they lose. Like I, 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 like I put my picks. I think it's the Bucks and um, and Bills. But like, I don't like either way. Like okay, like it's like, the, it's the guys... Packers, Packers and Chiefs. Okay, so yeah. replay, re, re, a replay of Super Bowl one. Do you guys hate Brady as much, or is that more of a Patriots thing, probably for for you guys, or do you guys not hate the Patriots? Because I know I personally don't, but I know Philly does. I think I'm happy that the Patriots are not going to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's nice to say. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say I hate the Patriots more than Tom Brady. I. I never. Sure. There was things that Brady did that bothered me. Um, you know, the the whole like sour sport thing. You know, sore sport thing. But aside from that, dude, like, there's no denying that he's just – he's the greatest quarterback that's ever played the game. I, I, the, really, I mean, seriously. I, I I can't – you can't go against that. I I do not hate Tom Brady. And if he wins another one with, NF, with an NFC team, with a new team, I actually think it's a big F you to Belichick. And to me, it's – that's – that might be worth it. And honestly, like, I'm on kind of on the other side of it. Like, I, I don't hate the Patriots. Um, I don't know what it is. I think I appreciate what they've accomplished, even though, you know, how they accomplished it. But, um, like, I, I don't hate them. I've never hated Tom Brady. Um, and, come on, you can't lie. Tom Brady makes that box uniform look good. <laughs> he actually kind of does. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, the South Florida. He <laughs> like he should have been playing there his whole career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, Jordan, so all right, so I reached out to Jordan. Uh, we, we we follow him on Twitter, and, and I believe I hope he follows us. No, um, and I um, uh, and I just like this content. I and so I say I because I I run the I run the page for the most part. However, oh, good for you. No, no, no. There's a reason why I bring this up. <laughs> there's someone else who also helps us with our content, and I did not realize that this person and Jordan knew each other. So when I reached out to Jordan, he saw the message. He goes, oh, you got my boy Jordan on. Call him Pucks. So Pat, Pat, Pat Mullerin and you interned together. And Pat, Pat, Pat and I actually, like, when we started doing this podcast back in 2015, I actually knew, I've known Pat for, I guess, maybe two years before that, maybe 2013 or whatever. Pat used to run Philly Sports Talk 101, and I used to write for him. And then all of a sudden we started doing the podcast thing, and, and Pat joined up with us and helps us with his content and stuff. 
And he's like, dude, you, you, I can't believe you're getting him on. This is so cool. So I just want to bring that up. Uh, he told me to call you Pucks, and uh, he said he's going to hit you up after. He didn't want to spoil the surprise. He said he's going to hit you up after the show. That is awesome. Patrick Mulrennan? Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was interned for us. Um, I'm still in touch with him today. Awesome, awesome guy. Real proud of him, too, to see what he's been doing. Yeah. Um, that is really funny. When you when you mentioned that you had a little bit of a surprise there, I was like, how do, how are, like, I was like, I'm trying to think, like, who do I know that they know? Um, man, that's that's really cool. I'll have to touch base with him. And, yeah, great guy. I'm, pr- I'm proud of him, too. Before, yeah, and, and Pat's writing for uh, Atlantic City uh, Press, yeah. and he's doing a great job. He's covering all kinds of all kinds of stuff. Hey, hold on, here we go, here we go, <laughs> here we go. There's Pat for you. Yeah, that's, cool. <laughs> that's so cool, man. That's awesome. That's terrific. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, a little nickname going back to my days. Um, I was uh, a web producer uh, for NBC Sports up in Stamford, Connecticut, uh, during the 2014 Sochi Olympics. And my sport was hockey. And it's funny, before I even started covering the Flyers or really um, doing what I do now, I was never really a big hockey guy. So uh, when they put me on hockey, some of my friends joked with me like, oh, well, you're, you're Pucks Hall now. Uh, you're a uh, Pucks guy. So, And then it, it kind of stuck. People kind of joke and call me Pucks now. Um, I obviously know Flyers a lot more and know hockey a lot more. I, I've, I've grown to love of the game. But before then, I, I, I never really got into it. And that's kind of how Pucks started that's, so that's awesome. really funny so so how'd you like if you don't mind i mean before we before we get into the flyers why don't you give a little backstory then like how you got into what you're doing now sure yeah um studied journalism at Ryder university in new jersey dude Ryder yeah. grad right here brother yeah you're a Ryder grad yes sir yes sir that's awesome what yeah. year were you you don't mind me asking. i i so i went back i graduated in 2009 look at fucking gary i went back at <laughs> I, I was continuing studies. I, I went back in 2019, and uh, Facebook friends and everything, yeah. and told yeah, we might have to summa cum laude. Summa cum laude. That's all I got to say, guys. So fuck you. There all right. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, gra- awesome. I yeah I graduated 2019. I went back. Uh, I, I went cool. back for my bachelor's. So yeah. Good for you. That's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, I loved it there. Four years. Graduated in 2012. Uh, I'm from this area. I'm from uh, Brumall and Delaware County. So I'm born and raised in the Philadelphia area, but went to school oh, in New Jersey. And, uh, yeah, Delco. Yeah. Um, That's awesome, man. And then, uh, yeah, I did a lot of internships in college, and I knew I wanted to write about sports. And uh, one of my internships was, at that that time, it was Comcast Sportsnet, CSN Philly, and then, um, you know, stayed in touch, uh, and then ended up uh, joining part-time in 2012, right after I graduated, and worked there for about part, you know, part-time for about four, four-plus years. Um, kind of doing web production, and but I always wanted to write. So more and more opportunities came about for writing, um, but always did the web production side of it. And then uh, hopped on board full time uh, during the 2015-16 season, and they just kind of happened to have a need at Flyers uh, for coverage there. And uh, I just hopped on board, and um, I was working for a freelancing service, um, kind of a sports wire service, very similar to the Associated Press. Mm-hmm. It was called the Sports Exchange. So I was covering every Flyers home game for them uh, part-time. Uh, and then once I was taken on full-time at NBC Sports Philadelphia, I was already covering the Flyers. So uh, when they needed me, they were like, hey, you know, we think it could be a seamless transition. So I started covering the team full-time, and I've been doing it ever since. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah, so, yeah, I love it. It's fun. Um, still do the web production side of it, uh, but I, I, I cover the team mostly full-time. Um, that's Macy. 
my main responsibilities are covering the Flyers now. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, I love it. It's fun. Uh, fun city, fun team, and um, couldn't couldn't ask for anything else. That's hey, Jordan, awesome. Before we really get into the Flyers, I got a, a, a question. So, who's the coolest person you've met? Like, because of where you work, like, 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 oh my God, like where you became like completely starstruck, maybe. That's a good question. Um, us. I would say, actually, uh, before, <laughs> what's that? Us. us. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, this is at the top of the chart, that far, it's not even close. So aside from this, aside from this, I would say, actually, uh, before I got onto Flyers, I, I did some Phillies coverage for us, kind of whenever they needed it. And um, I covered Roy Holiday a few games oh, uh, cool. for at the at the end of his career, and uh, th- that was a guy that I grew up watching. I was in high school and college when uh, he was in his peak, and the Phillies were obviously ripping That's off division titles. Yeah, yeah. So to 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 be able to be in a group interview, uh, standing right next to Roy Holiday, that was pretty surreal for me. That was a guy that again I just admired growing up i was a fan growing up and then here i was i had to go to a game and not be a fan i had to do it unbiased and um that was pretty cool that was a thrill and uh, and i'll never forget being around roy holiday that was that probably for me comes to mind cool that's awesome so i guess with the uh with the team i hate to say reeling but you know it's so early in the season they're struggling right now. And I think, actually, you might have posted a stat uh, about their defensive uh, shots given up. Uh, yeah. or defensively, I should say. And yeah, what, what are they averaging? 40 shots against a game? Ooh. 34. It's like 30, a little over 34 and a half. And they, they've given up 40 in back-to-back games. So, mm. it's a lot. And this is a team that last year was among, if, if they weren't by the end of the year, that the best team a few shots against, and that that's a, that's a worrisome stat because what what has changed? I mean, Niskanen Niskanen left. Come on, it's not just him. There's some something's not right here because at the end of last year too, like as we got into the bubble and then the playoffs, especially against the, I mean the Canadians, which was surprising because the Canadians weren't really known for their offense, ripped off a ton of shots on us, and then obviously the Islanders who were you know, a little more dangerous when it when it came to that, torched us on that. Zone dominance. Yeah. So, like, what? What do you, Jordan? I mean, I don't know. Like, what do you see that's changed since that point? That that's causing this to happen. Yeah, I do think a lot of it is Matt Niskanen. I think he was that good and that impactful mm. in just all phases of the game. Both special teams units, five on five. He was so good when the puck was in the defensive zone. He was so good at killing plays and getting the puck going north and. I think he was a big reason why they really lived in the offensive zone so often last season. Uh, so I do believe a lot of that is that. I think they're just missing his presence. Hmm. And then, you you know, I will say, as staggering as those, some of those shot totals are, they are shorthanded. Uh, if you look about it, if you look at the two games in which they gave up uh, 40 or more in back-to-back, uh, the, the Sabres game in which they somehow pitched a shutout despite giving up the 40 shots, they were playing with 5-D for the second and third period of that game. And then uh, in the Boston game, the 5-4 shootout loss, in which they pretty much collapsed in the third, uh, they lost a defenseman again in the second period and played about the third period in change uh, with five defensemen again, on top of not having Sean Couturier and not having Matt Niskanen, two of your kind of possession force guys that, you know, really dictate play and how they play. Mm -hmm. So I think a little bit of 
a little bit of it is it's really early and they're missing some key pieces. And Ivan Provorov had a good point today. Uh, he, he mentioned, hey, in a normal season, we probably play about six to seven preseason games over an expanded camp. Mm -hmm. uh, this year, they had six on-ice days, period, and they didn't play one preseason game. So yeah. maybe they are, you know, shaking off some rust, ironing out some wrinkles. Um, if you remember last season, it took them about all of October and uh, a good chunk of November to finally really get going. Maybe that's going to be the case. Maybe they're going to take a little while to kind of really find their chemistry, um, really find Vino's system, get their legs underneath them, uh, because it's a very uh, competitive um, – it's a very effort-based system. You need to have all four lines, all D going at once uh, because they want to really pin you back and attack, attack, attack. And if you're not all there, uh, you're going to give up shots. And uh, that's kind of what they've been doing. And it's funny. I, I do feel the concerns, but at the same time, they're 3-1-1. One, and one. So it could, yeah. be worse. it could be worse. Well, let's also not forget Myers is out. What, he, he's out and with an, and, and goes to spare. He, he's <laughs> he's not going to be back until your next home game. And, and those guys being out, that hurts your team. Yeah. On top of losing Matt Niskin, and like you said, Philip Myers was a guy that a lot of people thought would kind of take up a lot of yeah. Niskanen's shoes. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden, he's out now, too. And so, you know, yeah, they're hurting a little bit, and you're, they're you're giving up a lot of shots, and it's just very uncharacteristic of them. Yeah, yeah your best defensive forward's out. Um, yep. The Selkie Trophy winner. So, um, so on another note, um. Got a question for you. Um, Nolan Patrick. So we all, you know, we're all Flyers fans. We all know what he's been through. Um, you you get the inside look. Like, how's he look? Like, like, how's he holding up? He looks really good. He looks good, and it's it's. He looks so sharp and so in shape, and his skill level just went nowhere. Like, I guess that's one thing is you can miss game action and stuff. And Players always tell me it's tough to simulate game shape. So that's one thing that he probably had to really, really hit on during the offseason was really getting himself into shape and be ready to play games. But you don't lose your skill. And Nolan Patrick did not lose his skill. People rave about his skill. And the kid is very skilled. I say it so many times, but he is. He's high-level skill. He's a second-round pick for a reason. Or a second-overall pick, excuse me, for a reason. And Elaine Vigneault said uh, he, was, he came in to – camp in phenomenal shape and looked like one of their best players mm -hmm. it amazes me that he went over six, 650 days without playing an nhl game and he's kind of been able to pick up where he where he left off he's not a guy that i don't think is going to let up the score sheet all the time and i think that's a good thing you don't want him feeling pressure to put up points i think as long as he's playing 200 feet he's giving them depth <laughs> down the middle and <laughs> playing both special teams units i think that's a real positive because there was a lot of concern if he would even be ready to start the season. The fact that he's playing game one and he, you know, he's impacting the game in all areas, I think it's a real positive. So he's looked good. And um, I think he's in a good place. I think he's found out what works for him with his whole migraine disorder and, uh, and he's ready to go. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, that was scary. I mean, cause you know, we had Sidney Crosby who I know Philadelphia doesn't really like him, but the, the guy's a hell of a player. And one of the best to ever to, to lace him up and, you know, to have him, I mean, remember, he was out for, I think, a year and a half he was out. So, so Patrick's kind of in the same boat with that, and you just hope he figures it out. And, and, again, like you said, second overall pick, a lot of hope is relying on him. But he, I don't know if anyone's really looking at Patrick as a I, – I, I know he's mentioned on the show before, but, like, you know, per, you know, hopefully perennial, you know, 30, 35 goal 
uh, a year scorer, that's possible. I mean, it is possible. But I think at this point, where he is and as far as the lines go and on all that, you don't need that from him. You know, if he gives you a 15-20, you know, is productive enough – well, 15-20 in a regular season, you know, not in a 55 game. Um, yeah. But, you know, in a regular season it gives you that to, to get his – get his wheels going and, and and as he gets acclimated with the nhl i think i'm fine with that and and yeah. just just be productive you know um you know just yeah, i just want to see him taking shots i just want him being aggressive right. so. no setbacks like right. then you see him grow that that's all i'm looking for from him this season that's right. a great point i think if he doesn't have any setbacks that's a victory in my in my book if you're the flyers if he plays every game or plays most of the games and doesn't have any setbacks with his migraine disorder that's huge it's a huge sign it's just going to build up for next season of you know him just being better and better and better and i always look at sean couturier always you know came into the league at 19 was a first round pick a center he was always effective he was always known for his defensive game he didn't have his breakout year offensively until year seven mm-hmm. so you know yeah. give him time like maybe nolan patrick does blossom offensively but he's only 22 and he's coming off a year of hell really uh, with a migraine disorder that no one could predict. And um, so, yeah, give it time. Like you said, I think as long as he's effective and he's playing games, that's th- those are big victories. All right. All right. So an- another solid – well, a-, a solid player we have right now with this team is is Konechny. Yeah. How many goals do you anticipate Konechny gets this? But, by the way, Jordan, his name's Gary. Hey, Bernie, nice fucking mittens. And and Ryan is uh, – Ryan is I need a dog sitter. All right. I, you know. These guys oh, I'm don't. Asking you if you, I'm asking you if you need a dog sitter. No, I just, I just, it just hit me because I had the other banner up and I just brought it down. I'm like, wait a minute, they don't. He doesn't even know your guys' names. I'm Ryan, Jordan. Ryan and Gary. 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 Awesome. <laughs> this fucking guy. I might have to call you by your names on here, though. You know. Yeah, you maybe you should just do that. Just do that. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> but no, um, no, I love it honestly. And Travis connecting, yeah, I, you know, five goals in five games. They just gave uh, Drew's goal the other night. Uh, to connect me so he's got five and five mm-hmm. and i find it funny because i, I have no worries about travis connecting i lo- i know a lot of people were upset about him going uh goalless in 16 playoff games last year mm-hmm. I-, I think he's you know you, you again we forget how young he is he's 23 and that was his first real extended playoff run at the nhl level as one of the guys you know last year he became one of the guys they're all-star, they're leading goal scorer. And I think he felt the pressure of that in a playoffs situation where he had never experienced an extended run in the playoffs at his age in his role. And pressure got to him a little bit, and that's okay. Um, he's coming out of the shoot really fast right now. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to be how many goals he scores in the playoffs. I think fans, he could score 30 this year. And, I, you know, I don't know with the shortened season what's going to happen. But he could score 30 in 56 and mm-hmm. i think fans are still going to hold him down to what did you do in the playoffs for us so it's going to come down to that and i i i anticipate travis scoring travis connecting scoring big playoff goals pumping his fist screaming doing big things in the playoffs eventually i think that's in his pedigree it's going to happen but uh it i think it's going to boil down to that because he's he's hit the regular season success he he knows what that's like now it's going to be playoffs uh where people are going to you know, that's what Philly expects. They expect it in the biggest moments, and I think he, he still needs to do that. And he's got spunk to him. He does. He's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, yeah, he's he, he's a spunky guy. 
He reminds me of a young Claude Drew when Claude Drew was kind of coming mm-hmm. onto the scene and Philly was falling in love with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy that just played, not that Claude Drew doesn't play with that anymore, but obviously he's older, a little more reserved. Uh, but he reminds me of a young Claude Drew and just the, and the spunk in which he plays with and uh, the energy and the kind of the cockiness to him. And I, I think Philly has embraced that. Absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of Giroux, I was, I was just about to bring him up. It was nice to see him get off the schneid uh, last night. He, you know, he scores a goal. That was a, I don't know how the hell he fit that puck in there. Yeah. I mean, he had this – shot. That was a great shot. So, I mean, it would it'd be nice to see him, you know, get going here. Um, I know he's – he's you know, we're just talking about the playoffs. He's a guy who has had, the you know, kind of that, that weight on his shoulders where it comes playoff time and he kind of disappears. You know, I just hope – you know, you just brought up Konechny. I hope that Konechny doesn't have that same aspect to his game where – Playoff time, the pressure doesn't get too much. I'm not saying the pressure got too much for Giroux. I, I don't know what it is about Giroux. He just doesn't produce in the playoffs. It's it's the weirdest thing. Um, it's kind of like Ben Sims not wanting to take a t- you know jump shot. Um, no, but you know, I I just I I, I don't think that Konechny is going to be that type of player that we saw last year in the playoffs. I think he's going to be the guy that you can count on. Maybe he's this this error's uh, Danny Briere. You know, maybe he's this version of the guy who can produce all season long for you. I hope so, man. Yeah, and I, I think with Claude Giroux, last playoffs I think was yeah it was somewhat disappointing for him and and for fans because yeah he did not produce. I will give him somewhat of an excuse over the two previous playoff appearances because to me that team was it wasn't really built around him well and they snuck into the playoffs those two years against the Capitals and Penguins and then they were just flat out outclassed. Mm-hmm. They just weren't there. Um, now this team is. One of the deeper teams they've had in ten years. It's got youth around him. It's it's deep on the back end. It's got a, a stud goalie, um, and so now I think there is more of an expectation for Drew to not be the best player because he's not the best player on the team anymore, and that, I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. But he should be producing. He's the captain. He should be putting up big goals in big moments. He didn't do that last playoffs. The previous two, I just don't think there was much around him. If you think about it, the year they played the Capitals in 2016, the Capitals, I believe, were the President's Trophy-winning uh, team. Yeah, yeah. They were loaded. And then the year they played the Penguins in 2018, the Penguins were coming off a Stanley Cup uh, championship. Those the, the, those Flyers teams just didn't stand a chance, and Drew had to be the guy. And I think, um, you know, they just weren't they weren't built for uh, playoff success. And you know, Giroux was going up against loaded teams. Mm-hmm. So to me, I, I, I give him a little bit of a, an out there. But last year, I, I do not. And I think uh, come this playoffs, if the team makes the playoffs and they're expected to, um, Giroux will have to come through in some big moments because fans do not want to see the captain, whether he's young or old, uh, those guys can't disappear as much. And I think he blends in a little too much, or at least he did last playoffs. He blended in a little too much and uh, fans are not going to uh, give him a pass there. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to play the. Uh, I, I'm sure you've heard it. I know you've heard it, but you know, for the show purposes, I, I want to play the the Jake Voracek exchange from this past <laughs> week. Yeah. And so for those who haven't heard it, here you go. This is great stuff. Yeah, I just want I just want to play this Mr. because Jake, um, two games in, Jake. How different does the season feel, if at all, given the circumstances of the off season and the condensed <laughs> schedule and everything? Doesn't matter what I say, Mike. You're gonna write fucking shit every time. So it doesn't matter what you say. Uh, yeah, it feels different. I mean, we got four points after the first two games. Uh, 
<laughs> I, I wasn't even going to answer your question because you are such a weasel. It's not even funny. Nice question. So, and then he moves on. I just want to bring up because, like, have you had any bad run-ins with anybody yet? Um, not too many. I, I've had some where, you know, we butted heads a little bit and I can tell maybe they didn't like a question or maybe the way it was phrased. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the most part, the whole locker room is honestly a really good group of guys that are all very respectful. Hockey players really are some of the most down-to-earth athletes yes. I've ever met. I think a lot of them don't look at themselves as like celebrities mm -hmm. or stars. They're very humble. Uh, they really are kind of just guys that go about their work. Mm -hmm. Um, so no, Jacob Orchek for me personally, it's been he's one of my he's been one of my favorite interviews for a while now because of his honesty. He's mm -hmm. just brutally honest. Um, he doesn't sugarcoat things, and uh, he's always giving me his time. Anytime I get him at practice, you know he knows you by name. He'll say what's up to you, and uh, he'll give you his time. So he's one of my go-to guys. He's one of our go-to guys among us media folks because we know he's one of the leaders, and he's gonna he's gonna be very honest and. In our business, we call him a good quote. He 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 gives you good copy because uh, you know, it's not going to be very dry or boring. He's going to give you exactly mm -hmm. how he feels. So he's been one of my go-to guys since I've been covering the team, and um, we've had nothing but a very good, respectful relationship. So uh, I don't have anything bad to say about Jacob Voracek. I think he's a good guy, and uh, it's been in Philly for a while now. So yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he knows the city. He knows the fans. I, I always kind of appreciate the love-hate relationship he has with the fan base here. He reminds me of if they ever win a cup while he's here, um, I think he could have a uh, a, a Kelsey-like speech uh, just because he reminds me – that relationship reminds me of the Kelsey mm -hmm. relationship for fans. Uh, very outspoken guy, and once they won, uh, you adored those players that were outspoken. Uh, I could see Voracek maybe having something like that. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see if they win a cup in his time. All right, Jordan, we're, we're, we're going to get we're going to get on to goaltending. Okay. Um the other night, um, Moose, play, he spun off his head. Yeah. Played a phenomenal game. And Carter Hart, last night, the first two periods, another he spun on his head. Carter Hart's very young goaltender. Is Carter Hart, is there a possibility this kid, is he is he Vesna Trophy worthy? I think he's going to start putting his name in the conversation, whether it's this season or next it's funny, next season, if all goes as well and they finally they, they get back to normal and have a full season, that's going to be Carter Hart's full, first full season um, after three years. That's crazy. Uh, he hasn't had a normal full season um, of 82 games. Obviously, he's not going to play 82, but um, a normal season because obviously he was called up uh, the year Dave Haxall got fired. His rookie year, he was called up mid-year. Uh, last season was impacted by the pandemic, and then this year also impacted by the pandemic. So – Next year could be his first full year, first normal year. I could see himself putting him, putting his name in that conversation, and I think he's got all the ingredients to do that. Uh, he really is just a mature kid beyond his years. The pressure doesn't get to him, and it's funny, the pressure doesn't get to him because he's such an innocent kid. He really is a kid that just kind of enjoys hockey, has fun working hard at it, and then doesn't really get caught up in, like, the hype and the pressure. He doesn't think much of himself in terms of, like, he thinks he's the man. It's just that's not in his DNA. Um, some of his veteran teammates even like to poke fun at him because I think I think Jacob Borchek said it before the return to play last year. They said he's a kid that uh, everyone kind of likes to have fun with and kind of make fun of. And he goes, that's a good thing. If, uh, if your teammates are making fun of you, that means they like you. Yep. And uh, that stuck with me, and that tells me a lot about Carter Hart. He's just a kid uh, that the teammates like, and he works hard. So 
yeah, I think he's got all the ingredients to 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 get into that Vesna conversation. I I got to uh, meet him I, his first year when he came up, and uh, we had a photo opportunity, or whatever. I had my son with me, and I guess my son was two at the time. He barely speaks, you know, and I would teach him all the big name athletes in the town, you know, and and he he knew Carter Hart, so we go up to, to Carter and say, hey, Carter, you know, how you doing? Shake his hand, you know, when you were allowed to shake hands back then. <laughs> and and, uh, and I, I said, buddy, this is Carter. And he goes, Carter, hot. Yeah. And, and Carter just kind of looks at him and goes, what did he say? I said, he said your name. He goes, dude, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty <laughs> awesome, you know. And he like, was super nice. But he, was, like, he wasn't quite that's as awesome. – he's like, dude, that's, that's so cool. You know, I'm like, yeah, man. And we took a picture with him. You know, nice, nice enough kid. I, you know, probably the only time I ever get to meet him because now he's going to be, you know, superstardom but uh i agree with you and i agree with gary and and uh, gary's been saying that um basically since day one and we've had jason martinez on with us quite a few times and uh actually before carter was even with the flyers remember remember jason was uh going back and forth about about carter and how he reminds him of uh, marty marty Brodeur. basically not the not that you know it's so weird people want that 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 highlight real save and Carter will rarely give that to you. And Jason always said he's always in the right position because he, he knows where he's supposed to be positioned, where his shoulders should be squared to. And, uh, you know, so basically what he said is if you see Carter Hart making an acrobatic save, it means he was out of position. Yeah. So he's always in the right spot. Right. right. And that's when, like, yeah, you do see goalies when, when they're out of position, that's when they have to sprawl and make this crazy highlight reel save. And, if you're not seeing him do that, that's probably a good thing. That means he's making the simple saves because teams can't put him in bad positions. So, yeah, thank you those guys. Um, Dominic Hasek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's making yeah. unbelievable saves, but that's because he played so unorthodox. He mm-hmm. was never – very rarely in the right spot, but his yeah. athleticism made up for it. Yeah, that's so true. And, yeah, you, you I, I, I can tell you guys were very high on him at a young age, and – there was. There was a lot of hype around him. He was the first goalie taken in his draft. Um, and the second the Flyers got him, a lot of people were starting to say, this is the goalie you build around. Like, this is the goalie of the future. And for a while, I kind of thought in the back of my head, like, that's a lot of pressure for a young kid. Like, will that get to him in this type of city that's been craving goaltending? Doesn't fa- it doesn't phase him. And the more I've gotten to know him and be around him, like, it, he really truly is just a kid that – doesn't let that get to him he's just gonna be a kid and have fun and I remember it was a development I think it was the development camp when he was only I think 18 or 19 and he told he told us he deleted his Twitter account and he's like that's just not for me don't want to get caught up in it to me that said a lot I'm like an 18 wow. 19 year old kid that's deleting his social media it tells me he's pretty level-headed and wants to stay focused and yeah he's got a good hit on hockey he just wants to play hockey no. yeah that's it and uh you know, he's been asked about it so many times. Philly, Philly, the pressure, and will this be too much for you? And it, it doesn't bother him, and I think that's a good sign. And I think he's got good people in his corner, too, that, that keeps him, you know, grounded and keeps him focused. And uh, I think the sky's the limit. His his teammates have said that, and it truly is. Sky is the limit for him. I heard his parents are very, like, good with him. Like, his parents are very much, like, they kind of embedded that in him, like, Focus on what's important. Don't focus on the outside stuff. I mean, at least that's what I've gathered from from when he was coming up and starting making a name for himself. They, you know, when he started to play and stuff, his parents would be in the in the uh, in the crowd, and you know, Jim Jackson would say something like that. So I don't know how true that is, but that's what it sounded like anyway. 
No, he's got good parents. He's got good parents. He's talked about them a lot and how they've been just really good influences. And then with junior hockey players, obviously they go and they live with their junior hockey team at a young age. So a lot of them obviously are set up with, with billet families. And he's Carter has spoken very high, highly about his billet. Um, his name is Parker, Parker Folds. And uh, he said when he got there, uh, his billet kind of grounded him and, and really taught him a lot of important life lessons of working hard and um, putting your head down and doing the right things. And uh, he, he speaks incredibly highly of his billet. And uh, that was another really good influence in, on him when he was in Everett back when he was just a teenager. So, yeah, a lot of good people that I think put him in the right path and steered him in the right direction. And now he's just – he knows how to go about his business. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that that, that game he struggled against Buffalo, man. He, like, he got his ass handed to him. Yeah. And then, and then when he came back last night, I mean, it didn't phase him. Well, like, not he at first. <laughs> Well, I mean, the first two periods, he played phenomenal. And in the third period, like, oh, my God, what's going on here? No, you really haven't seen him go in prolonged stretches of where he just can't get out of his own way. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah, the the third period of that 5-4 game looks awful. But the Bruins had 22 shots in that Mm -hmm. third period. Yes. The Flyers had 26 total in the game. Yeah. Like, so, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to take the the first two periods with Carter. I'm going to take a lot more from that than I will that third period. Absolutely. and yeah, Vigneault's going right back to him on Saturday, which I love. Mm. I, w- I want him back in there. I want him building confidence by playing. And I think the Flyers have learned that with him. Um, if he struggles, maybe they get him a break and they go to Brian Elliott, but they don't keep him out for long. Get that kid in there developing confidence by playing. And I, yeah, he's, I, I, he's your number one goalie. That's the way you got to do it. I'm, like, to that. Yeah, number one, just, you know, if he struggles, you go back to him. You know, let him get back up on the horse. You have like, decided to go with them, which we all know. Like obviously, you have to, and you know, you, you don't bench him for two games because he had a bad stretch. Right, right. Maybe, right. Then, maybe then he does get in his own head because he's sitting, he's mm-hmm. sitting too much. Let him play through that, and I think uh, they've done that, and it's worked out well. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see him get up after a good save, and he'll do that for little Bob with his head. Yeah, he's in his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, leave him go. He's in his zone. Mm-hmm. Let him let him play. Leave him be. Let, let him follow his water bottle of water down the hill. Let him let him do that, right? That, yeah. That's a cool story too. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's I, an awesome story. His his you know um his focus, his hand eye coordination, he watches that drop go down to the ice. I think it's a cool little story. Yeah. Yeah, when so, he first um, when he first came up, I started I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And then they, they went into it and I'm like, that makes total sense. Get yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Get it right. So we we all gave our um we did our little NHL preview show. We all gave our predictions. I think the most of the panel has believes that they're at least in the conference finals. Um, where do you see them? Like like where do you see them going this year? Um, health provided. I mean, if they stay relatively healthy, um, where do you see them finishing this year? Yeah, I think they're a conference final team, and we I've debated this uh, with some folks at work as myself. I think if they went to the conference final and they lost, I think that would be a successful season. I know that would sting like Whoa. hell for fans that they fall that short of the Stanley Cup. And if, if someone disagrees with me, I would respect that completely. But for me, I think as a reporter, that would be another big, big step. Is you, mm-hmm. Last year, you won around and you hadn't done that in a long, long time, since 2012. Um, you got to a game seven right before the final. Um, if you take that next step and you get to the final in a very weird season, 
um, with a lot of adversity. If you get to the final, then it builds the hype of that next season, which would be a huge one because Claude Drew would be in the final year of his deal. Sean Couturier would be in the final year of his deal. Carter Hart would have another year under his belt. The young prospects would be another year older. And I think that would set up a very big, big season in which you're expecting them to go to the cup and win the cup. So I think they're an Eastern Conference final team this year. I think that should be the expectation. I don't know if they're a Stanley Cup team yet. I just don't know if they're there yet. Um, it wouldn't surprise me, though, if they were. I'm anxious to hear what you guys hear, though. I mean, what I see, it, it's going to be fun to watch this team moving forward, whether they whether they, they progress to that point where you're saying or not. They, I mean, it's just going to be fun watching them skate up and down the ice, watching Carter Hart make them saves. It, it's going to be fun. Jordan, I, I, mean, I, I, I 100% agree with you. I, I don't think – I don't think this is a Stanley Cup or bust season at all. I don't think they're there yet. If, Not yet. If they are, it, it's it's holy crap. This is like you know a shot in the arm. Like oh my god, they're better than we thought they were. They 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 have a lot of young kids that you were mentioning, like Morgan Frost. You know he's finally you know getting his chance, although he's you know a little banged up right now. But still, he gets back in there. Um, you know Patrick coming back. All all these players uh, going along with the veterans that have been with the team for a little while here. They're not quite. I don't think they're quite ready yet, especially Carter. You know, like he, he's still no. kind of getting his his barons under him. So I'm 100% with you. And I, I agree with that point you just made, Sean. And what I see, I, the Flyers, they have they have a problem adjusting to a team that is aggressive with boarding and hitting and speed. Mm-hmm. They have to get past the idea of where they can't compete with that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think mm-hmm. once they're able to compete with the boarding – and and the, the checking and the speed combined in one, I think they'll they'll make it through the next that level. Yeah, the Islanders definitely, I think, raised yeah. morale. I just thought it was a stylistic uh, mismatch for them, yeah. and uh, yeah. that would worry me if they had to run into. Obviously, the Islanders are in their are in their division. They would have to get past that team to get to get to where they want to go. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I'm in the same spot. Um, you know, if they make it to the to the finals, I think it's a plus. Yep. Um, but I I think there there's no reason why they shouldn't be in the conference finals if they stay relatively healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Vigneault's a good coach. He's developed other teams. He's developing these guys. Um, we we just talked about uh, Carter Hart. Kanaki looks like he's turning into a stud. Yeah. Nolan Patrick coming back. They have depth. They play good defense. Well, not recently. They're a good defensive team. Um, so all signs are pointing. They should be at least in the conference finals if you had. It's just early in the season to judge yet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, I wanted to see more. I mean, you know, the Matt Niskanen loss, I thought that was a big deal in the offseason. I know a lot of people were like, well, you know what? Uh, we still like our youth on the back end. And, you know, you couldn't really go out and add anyone because of the flat cap in the offseason and just the revenue impact that the league took. Um but I was worried about Matt Niskanen, and I think so far you're seeing them miss him. So, yeah, I, I definitely want to see more. Uh, you know, we're five games in. I want to see more before I think they could really get to an East final. But I think that has to be the expectation. Given you were one game away from it last year, you got to take the next step, and the next step would be getting to the East final. But, Jordan, have, having having Patrick and Lindblom at 100%, it's just like you add it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You add it to your talent. Yeah, there was there was a ton of people I think in the off season that were like, they've just grown accustomed to getting excited about signing players. Like it just 
it you get excited when free agency hits. You want to see your team add. Um, and they were very quiet in the offseason, but I think we saw why. They had Nolan Patrick and Oscar Lindbaum coming back, and what do you know? Those two kids are healthy, and they were in the game one lineup of the season, and they've been impactful so far. And like you said, those are those are technically uh, – those are all-season acquisitions in a way. They didn't have them last year uh, down the stretch. They only had Lindblom for two games in the playoffs, and, you know, he was just coming off basically, basically clearing uh, himself of cancer. So – yeah, those are two additions that make them look very exciting on paper in terms of depth. All right, let's see where we're at mid-March, early yeah. early mm-hmm. April. No. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. Speaking of Limbaugh, yeah. I'm what, sorry. What's that, Ryan? No, and, and for people that are maybe a little upset over the first five games, and I'm one of them, not upset, but I, I'm concerned in mm-hmm. terms of the way they're giving up shots and uh, kind of struggling to prevent goals. A lot of Vigneault's teams sometimes don't always click right away. He mentioned the year they went to the Stanley Cup. Uh, I think it was his first year with the Rangers. They went to the Stanley Cup that year. He said they didn't figure it out until Christmas. Uh, so sometimes it, it can take time with Vigneault's teams. It did last year. You know, it took them all of October. Uh, they really didn't genuinely click until January. Um, so, it's, not a sprint. it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Well, yeah, even in a shortened season. I know there's less right. runway, 100%. There's less runway. but right. That's what I was going to say. Time, time. Nonetheless, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I think this team's fun. Kevin yeah. Hayes is a great personality. I think there's 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 players like like you said that play with Moxie. They have personality. They have a, a fun goaltender that's you know only 22 years old. There's a lot of fun aspects and elements to this team that um, you know what? Heck, I'm excited to watch them every game. Every time I work, I'm excited to watch them. Mm-hmm. Jordan, I don't know if there's any more important question we're going to ask you than what I'm about <laughs> to ask you. What is your beer of choice or drink of choice? Drink of choice. So I, I'm I'm a real simple beer drinker. I, honestly, I like Bud Light. I just drink a cold. If, if you give me a cold Bud Light, I'm happy. All right. So I'm not like a beer connoisseur. Some of my friends are. Um, they're kind of picky with their their choice. But I have Bud Light in the fridge, and like that's all I need. A cold Bud Light, I'm good. How all about right. you guys? The, the go to uh, my go to my go to like is what Hang Gary's on. holding it log. I'll go lager. But I'm an I like I'll do a hazy IPA any day. How oh, is that, by the way? I haven't had that yet. The, the hazy IPAs? Yeah. They're they're good. So what's that one, Gary? Okay. What's the one what's the one you have there? Murky Christmas. I see I don't know what that is. I have no idea what that is. That doesn't That's sound true. like it, it 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 sounds like it tastes like a fucking liquefied pine tree. It's good shit right there. Like the the, the 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 star on top. That's what it tastes like. Um hazy IPAs. Um <laughs> they have a little of a citrusy, citrusy taste to it, uh, okay. but you know it's it's got a it's it's got a quite of a quite of a kick to it. Uh, you know, IPAs are usually generally heavier than that, de- yeah. definitely gen- heavier than your Bud Lights. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pro- I'm, I'm 100% like I'm more of a light guy. Like I like it lighter. Um, I can drink heavier. Like I like Yingling and um, so yeah. like I've had IPAs that I like, but I'm a lighter guy for sure. Oh, yeah. um, I got to admit it. So. Nah, There's nothing wrong with that. I ain't going to judge you for it. Jordan, yeah. it, it, it was an absolute pleasure having you on, dude. Um, you know, again. Wait, I, got, I got one more question. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Do you have a dog? Don't, don't answer that question, Jordan. <laughs> don't answer do, uh... it. There, all right, so there's an inside. I do have a dog. It's my, it's my parents' dog, though. So you can't. What kind of dog is it? Uh, golden Retriever. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. What, what's his By name? By far, I think my favorite breed of dog is Golden Retriever, and our family loves yeah. him. What's his name? Uh, Charlie. My family's a big Phillies family, so we grew up Phillies fans. Uh, my brother actually works for the team, and uh, so a uh, big Charlie Manuel fan, so we, we named him after Charlie Manuel, so his name's Charlie. Nice. What, yeah, yeah. What's his favorite peanut butter? <laughs> Don't answer that. <laughs> now you're getting the joke, Jordan. Now you're getting I'm the joke. Sure. I, I don't want him to be a dog sitter. <laughs> he's not, he's not watching Charlie. Uh, I know that peanut butter joke. <laughs> oh, it's tremendous. oh, that's great. All right, that's going on the best of for next year. Um, <laughs> Jordan, we want to thank you so much. Uh, you you were a fantastic guest, man. You were awesome, and uh, I I appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us. Now you know how the show is. Uh, usually there's Mike. Mike is usually on with us as well. You'll be maybe next time. Hopefully there's a next time. Yeah. As, as long as Ryan didn't scare you away with his dog joke. <laughs> um, which, by the way, we're not really sure if it's actually a joke or not. We're, we're starting to get a little concerned. Yeah, uh, he might be putting out ads, I think, online. <laughs> well, that's all right. We, we had, do you know Ed Kratz? Who? Ed Kratz covers the Eagles. Maybe you might not know. He covers the Eagles for Sports oh, Illustrated. So he was in the bar with us one time, and and okay. they were going back and forth, and and uh, those guys are big Rocky fans. I'm not, and um, <laughs> he, he's like, oh yeah, my dog's name's Rocky, and Ryan's eyes lit up, and Ed's like, I don't know if I'm coming back next time. Like he's literally like, I think I might be gone. Um, but anyway, I love, it, I love it when you can't always tell if they're joking or not. It's like yeah. it's that in between. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah, that's what we got. So, so uh, you know, Paddle, I'm sure will be saying hi to you. But do us a favor. Say hi to Lauren Hart for us. She's been on our show several times. She's fantastic. We love her, man. She's awesome. She's so nice. Um, I've actually never met her uh, in person. Oh, okay. Uh, I've not had the pleasure of doing that. But from everything I've heard, uh, she is wonderful and, yeah, the best. So I definitely will do that. Oh, awesome, man. Jordan, thank you so much, dude. Guys, hey, my Mike. pleasure. This is always really fun for me. It's, it's. Uh, I can tell. It's, it's. Uh, you guys are diehard fans. It's laid back and it's fun. So mm-hmm. this is always a treat for me. I feel like sometimes I get caught up in the season and I take it too seriously because it's, it's my job. But uh, it's always fun just to talk hockey and and do it kind of as fans. So I appreciate you guys having me, dude. Absolutely, man. You, you were fantastic. We, we'll, we'll talk. Yeah, again, and uh, hopefully we can chat over uh, social media and and we'll enjoy the season and enjoy it yourselves. Yep, you too, man. And uh, Pat has a message for you. I don't know if you can see it on the board there. Now he has to come back. Yes, I will. Uh, I will definitely do that. Yep, absolutely. My pleasure, guys. Thanks, brother. I'll Take talk care. to you. Enjoy the hockey. All right, you too, brother. See you guys. Jordan Hall joining us tonight. That was awesome, dude. That was great. What a great guest, man. He was. He was great. Uh, enthusiastic, high of energy. Uh, great guest. He, he was fantastic. We'll definitely have to have him on again. Um, yeah, that was um that I enjoyed that. That was that was uh that definitely got to get him back. Yep, absolutely. He was he was he was good. Uh, like I said, I I you know follow him on Twitter and he has good content and uh, you know I was like I got to get him on at some point. Like he's he he put up some stats that were pretty good, you know stuff like that. So absolutely, Sixers so winning. Well, Sixers winning right now. They're up uh, seven or eight. Um, so, but what? One. I don't know if you noticed. A few minutes ago, I started laughing. You know the whole Falal thing with Marcus Smart and mm-hmm, Joel mm-hmm. Embiid. Well, <laughs> Joel Embiid had the ball, and he was right outside of the post. And Marcus Smart came over to, to double team him, 
And Marcus Smart put his arms up, and Joel Embiid made it look like he elbowed him in the head, and he went down and <laughs> got called. Did it really? It got called? <laughs> Dude, was Smart must have been going insane. Dude, he just walked away, like like rolling his eyes. Like, oh, that's – you know why? Because Joel knew he had him. So, so for mm-hmm. those who don't know, Mar- the, the, the Sixers played the Celtics the other night, and Marcus Smart walked away basically bitching that Joel Embiid gets the calls because he fails. Because he flails for calls. And and Embiid, I thought, handled it great. He's like, oh, he you're going to put your hands up? I'm going to take advantage of it. I'm going to take advantage of you. Uh, so I, I thought that was awesome. He's having um, another monster game, by the way. Oh, that's awesome. Dude, my, my – uh, I got to fix this. I just want to motorboat Joel Embiid. Play the motorboat? You motorboat son of a bitch. You old sailor, you. You old you. <laughs> Nothing to do with anything. Um – you guys want to? You guys want to play a little voodoo, a little voodoo action? Voodoo. voodoo. Oh, good for you. Little voodoo, good for you. All right, so we're gonna do a little game here on the show for the first time ever, maybe the last time ever. I have here in front of me. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I, if I'm gonna do this, I gotta set it. I got to set the stage, right? I got to set the stage. A little voodoo in the background. Let me turn it down a little bit. I have here Howie Roseman, the voodoo doll. Doesn't that look like Howie Roseman with the eyebrows? No, not at all. Good job. All right, thanks. This is Howie Roseman, our voodoo doll. And we've been planning this to to do this a couple weeks now, but we just had other things going on. So Howie Roseman, the, the, the voodoo doll, is going to get stabbed by the pins of Philadelphia sports fans. Things that we want to see go bye-bye. Things we're tired of. Things we're sick of. Things we're just had enough of. It's almost like you're, you know, almost like a New Year's resolution, but we're going to stab Howie with it. And I named him Howie because I think all of our answers collectively, if you're going to ask all of us what your number one, oh, let me turn it down. Our number one priority of what to get rid of is is Howie Roseman, right? Is that agreed? I think we all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Like, of all Philadelphia sports. So, I want you guys... I got the pins here. I got the pins here. Here, here are the pins. I want you guys to, to, to call out something. And, you know, obviously, you all take turns, but I got the first pin in hand. That P.I. rule. Oh, you want to get the pass interference rule? Pass interference rule. Where should I stab? Oh, what, but what do you want to change it to, guy? I got a good one. I mean, it's, there's so many different things you can change it to. Either it's a piss or it ain't, you know what I mean? Like, if you're pulling on a guy, that's a pass interference. If you're not pulling on a guy, that's a pass interference. Let them play. So you have to have something, though. So Mark Drumheller actually brought this up on our Twitter page. And I said, instead of a spot foul, what if it's a 10 or 15-yard penalty, like in college, instead of a spot foul? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, right in the arm. P.I. in the I arm. Just think, I just think that might create, like, a lot more pass interference calls. Like, it's only going to be a 15-yard penalty. Let me rip them down. I don't know what the fuck comment just came across our page. All right. <laughs> Did you see that? No. Hold um, on, let me. I'm, no, I'm about to delete that. Wait, hold on. I'm not bringing it up on the page, but. All right, so in the arm. P.I. is in Howie's arm. There it is. 
All right. Ryan, you got something? What do you want to get rid of as a Philadelphia sports fan? It, dude, it's a, it's a spam. It's a spam. It's a spam. I'm deleting it. Um, I want to get rid of. I know this guy. I'm going to hear it. I want to get rid of the people that think Deuce Staley should be the head coach just because he's Deuce Staley. In the other, right in the other arm. There it is. So it doesn't have to be a rule. There it is, right in the other arm. I I can't disagree with that, Ryan. I, I think people t- put too much stuff. So here's the thing. I, I'm going to go with you. Here, here's my pin. The hypocritical fans who called for for people like Deuce Daly and other just, You know what? I'm going to leave it at that. Hypocritical fans. That's, that's in the leg. <laughs> Eagles Twitter. Twitter. You know there what? You Fuck it. Twitter in general. Sports Twitter in general. Right in the leg of Howie Roseman. The voodoo doll. Um, I'm going to say that because, the, like you just said, the people who want to do stay always head coach, the same people who said that Sirianni, Sirianni is is a first-time head coach and the Eagles took the safe route are the same people who said, why isn't Deuce getting a chance? Uh, but Deuce Staley was never a head coach either. Right. Just because you know the name, because it's someone you're familiar with, doesn't mean that this guy is going to suck at his job. No, look, I'm not saying that this guy... I don't know Nick Sirianni from fucking, you know, whoever. Joe from the corner. I have no idea. I didn't watch enough Colts games to know what this guy is like. I, I have no idea. Does he run the ball a lot? I don't know. I have no clue. But it's way, way, way too soon to, to put judgment on somebody you don't know. But then again, to contradict yourself by naming someone else, by saying that someone yeah, else should be your... Expecting this guy to fail because it's not Deuce Staley. It's not fair. You, you guys listening, uh, you guys all have the uh, the ability here to chime in here on our chat boards. Here's a pin right here. Gary, you got another one? How about the Philadelphia fans? You just shut up and stop being so judgmental. Let's, let's take it. Take a minute. And let's give somebody a chance before you judge. Judgmental fans. That kind of goes with mine, but that's okay. And the yeah, other, right in the other kneecap, right in the other kneecap. There it is. Howie's getting stabbed, man. He, yeah. he, his eyebrows are rising a little bit more. Come on, <laughs> tell me it doesn't look like Howie Roseman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve said, "I'm gonna poke myself and blame it on Howie." He said he thought Deuce deserved a shot, but he's still a little raw and he's an OC job for. Oh, dude, I just actually just it did come through the other side. I just stabbed my finger. As he said, it. see, got, it's good, fucking good karma. You got that bandaid on. It's, yeah, the Bob Ross bandaid. There it is, Bob Ross bandaid. It actually says, "No mistakes, just happy little accidents." That's what it says on the bandaid. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Ryan, you got another one? Yeah. The non-shooting fucking jump-scoring Ben Simmons. Oh, that's a like. That one's going to the heart of Howie yeah. Roseman. Right into the heart eight, of Howie Roseman. He's got, eight, he's got eight fucking points tonight on six shots. Dude, that's a good one. So you want to rid yourself of Ben Simmons? Is that what you're saying? No, I want to rid him of not scoring. Of not scoring. Okay. 
Well, just like Corona, he's afraid to take that shot. How long have you been holding that one, guy? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually pretty good. All right, I got one. Uh, this one might have to go into his head. Um, the Phillies front office. The Phillies organization. You know what? No, let me change that. The Phillies organization in general right now is just disappointing us to no end. That's going right into his forehead. Uh, right in his head. No. Uh, because, look, I, we talked about it last week real quick. They did offer JT Romoto a deal. Oh, what happened? What happened? Five tires with a big three. Oh, nice. 340 left. They're up 11. Oh, that's awesome. Um, we, we, we brought up last week that JT was offered a deal. The Braves are now circling JT Romoto. The Braves are interested in signing him. If the Braves get JT Romoto and we have to face him a lot, which will be this year, because the schedule is going to change. It's going to be more than that this year. Yeah, probably 24 times this year. Right, so that's going to be kind of a problem. And uh, and I don't think Philadelphia is going to take too well with that. So you better make it it happen. All right, I got got another one here. This one's all you, Rye. It's the last this last pen I have. Actually, Gary, I have one more. I do have one on. You got another one. Gary. Make this one count. This is your last pen. <sighs> what is bothering you about sports? Or about anything. It doesn't have to be about sports, right? It doesn't. You know what it doesn't have to be? It doesn't have to be sports. It has to be any it could be anything you want. Just stab Harry Roseman with it. The voodoo doll. How about the whole hate? Carson Wentz. All the hate on Carson Wentz? Do you hate him or do you love him? Make up your goddamn mind. Right in there. There it is. All right. You got any left? One left. One pin left. Your turn. You got one? You you got got, one? No, go ahead. Go for it. You sure? This one's going in this juggler, dude. This is it. He's going to put it down. COVID. Ah, COVID. Fuck you, COVID, dude. That went through his. That went through his neck. Look, that went through his neck. <coughs> Howie Roseman, the voodoo doll. You've been stabbed. Our our hatred, or the things that that, that we're, you know we're we're ridding ourselves of hatred, I should say, have now have, have gone through your sacred soul. Howie, how you how you get a bag of dicks back to your house? Yeah, take that, fucking Howie Roseman. Yeah, why don't you tell that story? Because we had an interesting thing that happened to us. I'm going to say this. Myself, I got a fucking, I got an envelope full. It was a fucking dildo, two vibrators, and five fucking videotapes of unacceptable stuff. My friend Sean over here, he got a fucking S&M mask. <laughs> My my brother down here. What did you? He got VHS tapes. You I got a box of VHS porn. You ain't even got the balls to send DVDs. Yeah, at least send DVDs. What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? What kind of fucking yeah. animal are you? And the I, guy's name sending them is Mike Lit. Whoever Just sent them, the you're babies. second rate. Your mom should have aborted you, and you have no right but, to send this kind of shit. 
Just spicy. toss the panties. <laughs> like you get the joke, right? You understand what the name translates into? I quit. Right, right. You're a motherfucking jit bag. By the way, did you look up the address? I did. Yeah, it, it, nothing. Uh, but it's a different address. Like, like the I uh, have my lip with a different address. The address than you guys got. And Sean, the phone number on there is the Corner Pub Sports phone number. Right, which makes no, me I, right. No, it's not, is it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Which makes me think that it's a fan of the show who's it's sending that somebody, shit. It's Mark. It's, it's not Mark. It's Mark. not Mark. It's not Mark. Polsky would not do that nope. because it ain't because Mark. It may jeopardize. It may jeopardize relationships, Ryan. I talked so, to I talked to Mark. It's not Mark. Polsky doing that. No. So I, you know, the other day I get my envelope. I open it up. I put the dildo on there. I put the vibrator down, and I put the other vibrator down. She's. I said, "Why? You want to use them?" <laughs> See, like I called the number that was on there and I got some guy it was some old guy he was like hello I said hi is this Mike Litt he said no <laughs> I said he said who's this I said well I just received a box of porn with Mike Litt and this phone number on it dude he was like I just like he was baffled oh, he didn't know man. what the fuck I was talking about so, so the old lady says to me, who's Mike Litt? I said, say that real fast. Mike Litt. I said, say it faster. Mike Litt. I said, you don't see it, that it's a joke? She's like, no, what are you talking about? I said, my clit. <laughs> I said, say it fast. She's like, oh. Speaking so of. Yesterday, she's standing in the kitchen, and she's looking at and she sees a guy. He's taking pictures of my house. <laughs> So she's like, what the fuck's going on here? I said, you get, she says, you get a bag of dicks. Now you got a guy taking pictures of the house. I said, I don't got nobody doing nothing. I don't know nothing about this. Oh, my God. It's got to be a fiend. It, it's, it's oh, yeah, absolutely, 100%. It's not Mark. I already talked to Mark. Straight up. Yeah, it's not Mark. Uh, well, Polsky would do something funny, but he's not going to do something to jeopardize your relationship. So, so, so people I live with, when this happened, we're like, Ryan, are you yeah, sure do, this isn't Sean? Yeah, do you have a problem? Dude, that, that's the best. Look, Mark just said, fuck you guys. It's not me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I figured I'd be the first one blamed. As soon as you sent the one, actually, what was the one last year? You, you got another one that was like a 12-inch cock sent to you. I'm like, who the fuck sent that one to you? Was that the same guy, guy? <laughs> no. Are you sure? <laughs> That, that was that girl up the street. She just put the wrong address in. Oh. What's, yeah, so she what's came her, down. What's her address? Well, my daughter said, hey, did you did you accept the package? Did you have something out? And she's like, yeah, can I come down and get it? So my daughter says, yeah. So she comes down and gets it. And it's a, fuck, it's a big fucking. Oh, it's big, huge. The thing was huge. Big ass dildo in a bag. So my daughter's handed to her, as my daughter's handed it to her, the girl's face was like, oh, my God. And I'm just hysterical. And Geneva's like, shut up, Dad. You don't understand how women go through. I said, well, regardless of what women go through, it's still a dildo. Oh, man. <laughs> we, know, yeah, we don't know what they go through. We know what's going to be in her, though. Yeah. I got to tell you. That, yeah, that's true. You got it all over my shirt. <laughs> I got to tell you, though, this week I got, I got to share an intimate story. So, so she was staying in the kitchen. And she was she was making breakfast for us, and uh, she's wearing only the t-shirt that she sleeps in. So I was like, I walked in, you know, I was barely awake, and she turned to me. She goes, "You gotta fuck me right now." I'm like, 
what? She goes, you got to fuck me right now. So my eyes lit up. And I'm like, am I still fucking dreaming? Like, I pinched myself. I'm like, holy shit. This is my fucking luckiest day. I'm like, all right, fuck it. So right on the countertop, we go at it. You know, it's, and right after she goes, thanks, and just turns around and starts making the food. And I'm like, that was fucking weird. Like, what was that all about? And she goes, ah, the egg timer's broken. <laughs> Damn, John, here I am thinking Quinn's a freak. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Uh, so I think it's time for a little... Uh, a little while you were drunk. A little while you were drunk. And we have a new intro for it. Uh, that's, wrong. that's the wrong one. <laughs> Alright, here we go. While you were drunk. I am not drunk, man. You're trying to make me drunk. It's time to catch up on some things you may have missed. Do you think a six pack is, is acceptable? While you were drunk. I'm drunk and I love cats. What more do you need to know? So here's some things that had happened while. <laughs> Real quick, Joel yeah. Embiid just hit a step back three. He's got 38 points. Dude, he's having an MVP season without a doubt. But that's all they got. Holy no, shit. Not. Come on, man. What are you talking about? They're the, most, they're, they're the most balanced team I've seen in my lifetime as a Sixers team. The Sixers. They're the most balanced Game. Sixers team I've ever seen. Game's over. Nice. They won? There's 18 seconds left. They're up 12. That's awesome, so, dude. So why are drunk? While you were drunk, so Kevin Porter of the Cavs was released this week because he threw food all over the place because his locker was given to Teron Prince. So in reaction to that, he threw food and got released by the team. Who the like, You're a grown-ass man, and you threw food in reaction. I'm a grown-ass man. I'm, I'm a grown-ass man. I'm all over somebody's couch. Oh, yeah, I remember kicking my feet over yeah, the someone's couch. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yep. These triggers. <laughs> Polsky said Animal House. I'm a zip. Uh, the Bills fans, Buffalo Bills, after they defeated the Baltimore Ravens last weekend, they donated over $290,000 in 24 hours to Lamar Smith's um, charity. That's great stuff. Dude, right? Like that's awesome. And you know it was a little it was it was cold a little bit you know they were kind of like yeah you know we just beat your ass but and it, it, and if you watch the game Lamar Jackson got got knocked out with a concussion he left the game so I think that had something to do with it too but the Bills fans Bills Mafia hashtag Bills Mafia way to step up that's pretty cool stuff I, you'll never see something like that happening here without it I mean that would never happen here nope and on a negative note yeah. The- the, the new, newly acquired New York Mets GM oh, yes. ends up getting fired because he sends dick pics to an overseas reporter. <laughs> yep. But he claims that's not my cock. He, so he basically said that um, he, he acknowledged that this was a, a thing. Um, he he acknowledged that this this was a this was something that had happened when he was with the Cubs back in 2016, but yeah, yeah. he but he he still he still kind of denied it. The Mets wasted no time. They fired him uh, that that day. I mean, yeah. basically, like the the day that it happened, they were like they didn't. I mean, it's about it's before noon. They're like, now this news came out. Yeah, fucking see it. ABC see it. Yeah, ABC. It. 
I don't know, that was that was nuts, dude. I, I was actually really surprised and impressed. I I work with a Mets fan, and he's like, "Ah, nothing will happen. Nothing will happen." I said, "Yes, it will." Ah, well, Tony Larusa got called drunk driving. I said, "There's a difference between drunk driving and, and, and sending cockpit. cockpit." Look, yeah, they're both you know they're both frowned upon, but you know, who hasn't drunk drove? You know, well, come on. I mean, you know, let's not be hypocrites here. Well, yeah, which one of us haven't sent a cockpit? That's right. Don Sutton passed away, and we'll get to the other one in a second. Um, Don Sutton passed away, longtime pitcher to Dodgers, all-time great Hall of Famer, passed away. Baseball's had a rough go, and and, and they had another another loss, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, but also another another death, Phil Spector. Uh-huh. Phil Spector passed away, and and everyone, you know, a lot of people look at Phil Spector and they say. Ah, that fucking guy was doing jail time. You know, he killed somebody, and yeah, I mean that's all true. The guy was a complete whack job. However, if you listen to music today, and you appreciate sound, and you appreciate uh, when you have your headphones on, right, and you're listening to music, and you go, man, that, that's fucking that was that was cool. How they had that that layered, and oh, they, they brought it in. That was Phil Spector. Yeah. Phil Spector created the wall of sound. Phil Spector is responsible for the wall of sound. He big you know, he, he became uh, popular during the Motown days. Um, but he was always viewed as a, a crazy motherfucker. He he'd bring a loaded gun into the studio and shoot it off and shit. At one time he shot it off at John Lennon. And John Lennon's like, You're either gonna kill me or you're gonna put that gun away because it's making me fucking deaf. Like, who the fuck shoots a, a gun off in a fucking studio? Check it out, man. It's groovy. He, yeah, right. Come on, man. What's the matter, dude? Come on. It shoots some shit, man. Come on, man. So. Let's do this acid. I'm going to shoot some shit. <laughs> Let's drop some paper tabs, man. Then we'll go shoot some shit up. <laughs> oh, crazy shit there, man. Uh, Pulsey City blew his load. They probably did. In the showers in prison. Now, so so uh, Phil Spector, um, you know, he big, might not have blew his load, but somebody did. Somebody did. Yeah, somebody blew his load. I mean, what's Phil? What he has done? Over my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great big fat person. Um, pretty pretty crazy <laughs> shit. Day and night. I gotta piss so bad, guys. We'll go take a piss. All right. And my last one was Hammer and Hank. Oh man. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, um, where'd he go? Um, so Hammer and Hank. Yeah, he um, the last true home run leader. Um, did a lot for the sport, lot for social justice. Um, Major League Baseball has been taking a hit. Um, been left all alone. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, anybody want to chime in on Hank Aaron? Um, kind of left me on a, on an island here. Um, I got it, Mark. I got this covered. Last man standing straight up. I got this shit. Um, so Hammer and Hank, yeah, he's dead. I hope he's dead unless that they're gonna make a mistake when they bury him. Um 
So. <laughs> go wrong and go. <laughs> I'm trying, Mark. <laughs> he dropped the hammer. <laughs> what the fuck, Mark? Um. You know, it would be funny if I just like walked away and there was just a blank screen. Somebody chimes in and it's like, where the fuck are they? He's got that fucking internet that goes in and out, Mark. But now he's calling me as I'm in the middle of the show by myself. <laughs> fuck it, I'll answer it. Let's see what happens. Hello? How are you ready by yourself, yo? Yeah, where'd you go? I got knocked the fuck out. Alright, I gotta go. I'm carrying this shit. Watch me shine, yo. Yeah, yo, Gary, let's do an interview. Oh, he hung up. <laughs> so, um, the Sixers won. Joel Embiid had 38 points. Playing like a monster. I just trying to, uh, you know, dominate because uh, Ben Simmons won't shoot. So, um, you know, uh, I out here, you know, you put arms, I'm going to make you pay. Uh, I do my thing. Um, so we won. And uh, I'm going to go get a cheeseburger. Well, I can't get a cheeseburger. Doc get mad at me. Coach doesn't like that. So, um, yeah, he's been playing like a monster. Um, definitely an MVP candidate. Um, man, if Simmons would become more aggressive, this team. Man. <laughs> so. Oh, here comes Sean. Thank God I'm not alone anymore. Oh, what's he doing? I agree, Mark. He needs to, um, and it's not even the jump shot thing. He doesn't have to create a jump shot or anything. Like, just score. Be more aggressive. Um, the last I seen, I didn't know what he finished with, but he had eight points the last I seen. Um, dude. What happened to Gary? You walked away, and then he bowed out. Ah, oh, fuck. So how you, so you no, we don't need we don't need you now. Oh, what the fuck? What am I jerk off? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Actually, you got me hanging. How'd you I make? How'd you make out there, Rye? Are you doing all right? I yeah. tried. All right, yeah. thanks, dude. Yeah. What the fuck, Gar? Oh, I'm sorry. Pay for your fucking internet. <laughs> and of course, I take the fucking naked gun piss. It would not fucking stop. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, I was literally bouncing here like, when we had Jordan on, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna hold off because you know I want to do while you were drunk, and then it, and then I'm gonna go take a piss." That was a great interview, man. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, that was great stuff. I'm sorry, Ryan. That's cool, man. I carried it. That's what I Good job, dude. I'm gonna no, have to, I'm gonna have to listen back and hear the solo shit from uh, yeah, yeah, Ryan's man. solo yeah. show. That's awesome. Best off. All right, good job, dude. That don't mean he gets promoted to producer. 
I don't think producers have fucking promotion. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I don't want that job. If I could just sit back and fucking talk shit all day, that'd be great. If I don't have to worry about doing all this other shit, it'd be awesome. <laughs> fucking Mark, Sean, help. <laughs> Good job, dude. Hey, in all honesty, Sean, I appreciate all your hard work on here, man. Oh, well, I don't get all emotional. You know, because you feel bad for bailing. Don't get all emotional. Yeah, yeah, fucking pay your goddamn bills, and this won't happen anymore. Bills are paid. Dog knocked the cord out again, Gar. No. 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 Uh-huh. Uh, you don't play pussy, bro. You'll get fucked. <laughs> you get your dick and your pussy all covered in shit. So, uh, Tokyo. The Olympics are supposed to be in Tokyo this summer. Thank God, thank God for the bomb. <laughs> and they, they canceled it. They canceled the Olympics because of COVID, man. Uh, you know, I feel – I actually – I honestly feel bad. Um, you know, think about it. You, you're someone who's been uh, training hard for this, you know, for the last four years. Training your ass off. And you you want that chance. You want that chance to, to, to try to – Paul said chop the ball. Even Rocky had a montage. Even Mario had a montage. It's time for a montage. You flash two things so it looks like you get things done quick. It's time for a montage. Welcome to Hiroshima, you cocksucker. You're going to tell them twice. Oh man, so it's no, it's a shame though. It's you know, it's a shame for those athletes who who have who've trained so hard to get to this point. And now, honestly, think about it. In another four years, a lot can change. Most of them, I'm gonna say, eighty-five percent of them aren't gonna have the chance for next time. I understand. I understand your discontent, Sean. I understand your fucking concern for these guys, but they they knew for months. That this is a possibility. Yeah, for months, not for years. Um, how long has Corona been a fucking issue? A year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, for a year, I would stop fucking training. I eat cheese steaks and say fuck you. <laughs> I ain't going to China or fucking Hiroshima, wherever the fuck Japan. Oh uh, man, well you know maybe, but I want to show when Kemp's kids was going to try to compete, man. Tokyo Kent? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here, this was this was me a couple minutes ago. Price is so fucking pissing. That was me. Remember Naked Con? He does a lapel mic on, he goes to the fucking bathroom. <laughs> he starts singing. Do you know who the you mother, know, the you mayor? Know how many times that had happened at Sean's house. I remember the time I'm in the phone, they're pissing. I come out and my brother's like, hey, it took you forever. So I'm just taking a piss. You know who the mayor Tony is? Tony Soprano's mom. Yeah, Tony Soprano's mom is the mayor right here. Oh, I wish the Lord would take me. Yeah, dude, Tony Soprano's mom is one of those hated characters of all of television. One of the oh, most. I could not stand her. Fucking animal. All right. He's um, not, she's all right. All Tony could muster is 
What are you going to do? He should have <laughs> whacked her. He should have. What are you going to do? It's like his own mother fucking tried to whack him. Yeah, he, he should have fucking put a knife giggity, right in her giggity, Right in her fucking, our, our fucking neck. <laughs> fucking pig. Uh, you come we, in here uh, and uh, come heavy or don't come at all. Yeah, that dude, that scene. Yeah. When he says that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Before we get to the Sixers and then uh, okay. and then popcorn. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I want, just want to say real quick. Okay, so through the first three quarters, Simmons had four points. Uh-huh. The last six minutes of the fourth quarter, like I didn't realize he had 11 points and he made some very impactful plays. But it's still not enough for me. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, um, you know, uh, fuck it. Let's just go. Let's go. See. Phil Rivers retired, Hall of Famer. We all agree. First man. All right, move on. Sixers. Uh, I, uh, I got to say, dude, um, I'm starting to get tired of Ben Simmons. I, I really am. It, it's it's frustrating. I know we're very early in the season, um, but his his inability to want to, it's not even inability. It's his. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck to even say. Like, he just has no desi- lack of desire. There you go. His lack of desire to want to even do something with the ball in his hands, besides passing. He yeah. he's literally under the fucking net. He can easily put it up there. Instead, he as he's in the air, he's looking here, here. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it out to this guy. You're fucking under the net. The name of the game is to score points, you douchebag. Put it in the fucking net. Why are you passing yeah. it out to a guy when you have a clear shot at the rim? And I, there's not that like there's nobody. I mean, it's, I mean, sorry, people might throw names at me. There's not many people. If his mindset, I'm going, I'm going to the hole. I'm going. I'm. Going his to, mindset, going to the hole. Fucking right in the pussy. There's not many people that can stop him because he's either going to be faster than the, the, the than the bigger guys, or he's going to be stronger than the smaller guys. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need you to shoot. I don't care. You don't have a ten footer. Footer. I need you to score. Ben Simmons, what he is, what he's been, good, never going to be great. But that's the thing. He already is great. He's not a superstar, but he already is great. He's a great rebounder. He's a great facilitator. He's a great defender. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need you to be a great scorer. I need you to be a good scorer. A good scorer. I mean, what what do you – I mean – Look, when we drafted him, I, I don't think anyone looked at Ben Simmons and said he's going to be a 25-point-a-game guy. No. I, I never looked at him that way. I thought he would be a 20, 22. He's, not, he's averaging, like, 11 right now. And that's, yeah, like he, he can average 15, 16. I'm cool with that. Like, I'm fine with that. But when Joel Embiid's not on the floor and Tobias Harris isn't hitting his shots, like, it's not going right for Seth Curry, like – and we need you in a spot to score. Like you need to dominate. See, I, I, don't, I the the scoring average is one thing. It's that's that's one issue. And he's been at, he's averaged sixteen a game for his career or seventeen a game for his career. That's fine. It's not that. It's when Doc Rivers came here. I said this is when Ben Simmons makes his jump, and he had literally when Ben Simmons makes his 
jump, and he hasn't. He ha- he hasn't done anything different from the last three years, and nope. he needs to. Uh, what point guard in the NBA refuses to take a jump shot? I, I I've never I've never seen one. He it's not that he can't. He just refuses to. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's not even like it's not even a case of the yips, right? It's not even a case of the yips. We all seen the yips. Every right. every Nelson Aguilar had the yips. Uh, think of any hitter in baseball has had the yips at times. Markel um, Fultz. Markel Fultz has the yips. All these players coming out with they have the yips. Ben yips. Simmons doesn't have the yips. Ben Simmons has. A, I don't fucking want to do this. Yeah, he's lazy. I, I don't want to do. No, it. I don't, I'm not. not he's not lazy. He's it's just not lazy. It's it, through his whole. It's life, a fear. It's it's through his whole life. He's always been the guy. He was so good at this, so good at that, so good at this. I think it's a fear to look bad. I think it's a fear as well. Look, he took that. He so took. Like, he took that three the other night. It was a fucking air ball by about seven feet. I, I was like, ugh. Mark Polsky said, "Fuck the yips, yips, yip this." Yeah, yippity yip, 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 yips. The yippity yips. So like this team is not going to get to where we all want them to be with him playing like this. It, it's it's just not. Um, like he he has to score. Mm-hmm. Like you have to score, man. And again, like I don't need you to average 23, 24. I don't need that. I don't need you to to, to have a consistent fifteen foot jump shot. But when Joel Embiid's not on the floor, you need to dominate. You I need know. to take it over. And you know, Gary over here looking like uh, the fucking guitarist from God Godsmack. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I'll suck your dick. That's what he looks like. Bruh. I got a bag of cheeseburgers. I uh, uh how concerned are you about the uh about the Sixers right now? Um I although they've won two straight against the Celtics, but when they're when they're at full strength, they're a really good team. See that's even kinda where, the, that's kinda where I'm at. Like they lost even, a couple games before that and I was like, eh. But even even the way with Simmons plays, um Joel Embiid, a monster night again. Mm-hmm. Like, what the? 38 points, 11 boards. It's hard to find a player who's producing at the level he's doing and not say he he doesn't deserve. And, and they're winning games. MVP. Yeah, he, he's in there, absolutely he's in the running. Ser- serious contender for that right now. I didn't know we're only a month in. We're, we're right at a month in of the season, but he – as long as he can stay healthy and he's playing the way he is, you know what? You know what's the the, the great thing about this though? He's having fun again. Yep. Well, did you hear what he said on his Twitter feed the other night? No. They're afraid. I'm the best. Nobody can beat me. They're afraid of me. See, and this is shit that he would say in the past, and then he'd have a game where he had a, eight points and six rebounds and looked lazy. Now he's telling his opponents, "Open your mouth wide and take it," because he's doing just that, dude. He he's going insane right now against the opposition. He's yeah. he's going off for thirty plus a game and over you know double digits and rebounds or you know blocks. He's getting two or three a game. Like he he's been an absolute monster for them this year. Over his last like eight games, his uh, average his scoring average per game is going up like two points. He's now averaging 28, uh, 27. I mean, I'll tell you what. This guy's commentary, it's fucking comical. 
Oh yeah, he's hysterical. It's fucking comical. Yeah. Well, we 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 kind of started talking about it the other the other uh, a little bit ago, before my naked gun piss. That uh, Marcus Smart basically said he was found for flown for every call, and uh, you know, and B basically was like, "Look, oh, you know what? He, he goes, maybe I'm just smarter than everybody else." Yeah, you know, and I'm like, "Damn, dude!" Like, yeah, none of them are smarter than me. Yeah, he's like, maybe I'm just smarter than everybody else. I I see someone with their hands up, and I'm going to take advantage of it, and. They're afraid because I'm the smartest guy on the court. Basically, like you know, you can't if you can't stop me, then oh, fuck, fuck you. He goes and he goes. I'm a really good foul shooter, foul uh, free throw shooter. So if you're gonna, if I'm gonna get to the line as much as I can, and you know what, that's he's not wrong there. No one's ever accused Joel Embiid of not being a smart player. He he is a smart player. He he's his base basketball IQ for and and this goes with the Ben Simmons thing. His basketball IQ is. Very high, and this is a kid who only started playing in in his teens. Where Ben Simmons was raised by someone who grew up on basketball. Ben Simmons lived his whole life as basketball as a basketball player. Yeah, and Ben Simmons can't take a fucking shot. Yeah, his his basketball IQ is like for a guy that's been the best everywhere he went his whole life, except the NBA, obviously. But um. His IQ, like, I, like we, how does he not realize we need you to score? Like, how does he? I, I don't. Dude, think about all the, the the things that Joel does, right? So when when we had this conversation before the season started, I, I when we said who's the better player, Joel or, or Ben, I said I said Joel is is the player who can take over a game. I haven't seen Ben take over a game yet. And and I was at like you you know where I was at like if right. you had to trade one of them, I was trading. Uh, I was trading Embiid, right? I, nah, not not no more. I'm no, not. To, like I had, I've never seen that 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 wherewithal to take over a game. You know, I, I never saw it from Ben. Not not yet, and that's that's troublesome. Now may, maybe he doesn't need to be that guy, but he needs to be the guy. You know, he needs to do other things. I know he facilitates. I know he does all that, but he needs to open up the floor, man. And I'm not I'm not saying. And I hate. I just I fucking hate beating up on him. But the because of the things he does well, like I, I hear exactly. You, but but dude, like when I'm watching him cut underneath the the the, the rim, and he's got to, all he has to do is just flip it up, and he won't do it. Instead, he's passing it fucking 15 feet outside. It's like you had the fucking two points right there. What are you doing? And if he would just do that, he could probably get four or six more point four or six more points a game. He's he's scared. He's scared of missing. He's scared of failing. Well, guess what, Ben? Your team's going to fail if you don't pick up your fucking game. Yeah, so in essence, you are failing. Like, get it through your fucking head. I'm putting that on best, though, because that was a good fucking line right there. (laughs) All right, what's next? No, we're still on the Sixers. We're still on the Sixers. So fucking go to to sleep, fucking little machete. Yeah, knock (laughs) knock your internet out again. My internet's good, you fucking chip bag. Apparently not. Now I want to go to take a piss. That's fucking, your... left, fucking left your brother hanging. I, know. I, hanging. I was text messaging. Dude, Yo, he calls me. He calls me, Sean. And laughs at me. Oh, you're all alone. <laughs> I'm so sorry, dude. You know, you should have put him on speaker and had him on the... 
I was going out. I was going to interview him, but then he hung up. I'm literally standing there, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Because, like, I knew my bladder was full, and I'm like, oh, my God. And, you're like, you know, you're pushing it out, you know, and you're just, ah. And, not, you know, it's not making a difference. It's just hurting, actually, when you push it. <laughs> yeah, your fucking eyes are all floating. Speaking what of a that, fucking jet bag. I know. I'm sorry. I got to break. I got to break the seal. Your fucking eye. Your fucking eye. I can't eye. hold it anymore. You got to break the seal. Yeah, that I was me a couple it. minutes ago. That's cool. Go ahead. Go for it. Your eyes are floating. Your pull back. Dude, floating. it was it was bad. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. And I immediately I was like, when I go back down there, I'm putting on the naked gun clip because that's what it feels like right now. And it's I had like- no. And when I came down, I seen Ryan by himself. I went, ah oh, <laughs> shit, what happened? And I see you in the lobby sitting there looking at me. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> Uh, Steve said uh, about about Ben. You're right, but times for times up for fear from him. It's time to get it going. Steve, 100. percent Like again, I I like Ben. I I really do. I I appreciate everything he does. I'm not one of these. I'm not one of these trade Ben guys. I don't want to trade Ben Simmons. I get what you're saying, but aren't aren't you at the same point where you are where you feel? Come on. Come on, Ben. Take it to the next step. Basically, like, this is it, dude. Like, this is your last fucking chance. And we, actually, that is something we all agreed on on the show. Mike and Ryan, not you. You don't give a fuck. But all the rest I'm, of them. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm kidding. With faults. But, the, but all. Yeah, you did. Weak and soft. <laughs> you, did, you called it. You called it, man. You called them weak and soft from the start. But, yeah. but it's the truth. Like, I've never been one to, 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 to say trade Ben, trade Ben, trade Ben. But we all said before the show, when you have Doc Rivers here and one of those guys don't produce, then that's it. Because if you can't if you can't play hard for Doc, it's time to go. Then it's time to go. Like Doc Rivers is is you know, respected around the league as one of the better coaches, especially when it comes to get, trying to get guys up to see how quick his piss was? Jesus. Yeah, so my point, Sean, is when with the Sixers, when when Embiid oh. is when Embiid is out, you need Simmons to step up. Mm-hmm. But when Embiid is out, he doesn't, and the Sixers don't win. All the proof you need to know is what does this team look like without Joel, and what does this team look like without Ben? And the team, they lose a little bit without Ben, but they can still win a game without Joel. You're not winning the game. Like no. you're just not. You're just not. So their stats are fifty six percent better with Embiid. Yep. Um. So, oh uh, yeah. So let's let's hit on this. Uh, before we get to the last segment, uh, Philip Rivers. I know I, I was teasing earlier. Philip Rivers retired. Overall thoughts about Philip Rivers, Rivers' career. Um. First of all, his his uh, pullout game is very weak. Uh, we know that. I'm coming day and night. He starts to come and then he pulls out. Very very bad pullout game. He's got fucking nine kids at home. I still say he's an MVP candidate. I mean, a, a Hall of Fame candidate. I don't think candidate's the word. Like, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. You think he's a I'm first ballot? No, I yes, I do. First ballot. I do. 65,000 career yards, 420 touchdowns, a 95.2 career rating. I get it, Ryan. 100%, Ryan. I get it, bro. I get what you're saying, but he has no gold on his finger. Neither does Dan Marino. Like, yeah, and I, yeah, I, know that I don't look at Dan Marino like, and, and Phil Rivers in the same light. I, no, I, 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 I understand that his playoff record. I know, but like, a, a, like I've watched his whole career, like, like we all did. But 
Them numbers don't lie, man. He's fifth in all-time touchdowns. He's seventh or eighth, I think, in yards. Nobody's he, arguing. Nobody's arguing what you're. What you're he, playing, bro. And two hundred and forty straight starts. He's not. He's not getting in the first round, bro. He's not going to do it. Yeah, I, I. I don't. I don't know if he's a first ballot. He's borderline. Who's on the ballot? Who, who's on the ballot in five years? I don't know. Quarterback. What the? Well, players in general. Doesn't matter quarterbacks. It's, it's players in general. Um, it's all around players, not positional. Yeah, it's all, it's overall players. They don't have to vote a quarterback in. So, players in general in five years. I don't know. Uh, it, it depends. I mean, Steve uh, first bout is strong. But I like his tenacity. I, I agree. Like I love I love Phil Rivers in general. I I do. I I just don't know if he's a first bout Hall of Famer. But it, uh, that's a fair point. It depends on who's on with him. Like uh, I, Ryan, if he if he has a ring on his finger, I, then yeah, I, I I'd agree oh, with, with that. Oh, those numbers, absolutely. Yeah, but there's no ring on his finger. But I but see I what Ryan's saying, like with, well, Dan Marino. But Dan Marino, when he retired, he was when Dan Marino retired, he was in the in the uh, conversation as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Right. I don't know if Phil Rivers is in, Phil Rivers no. is in that conversation. But you also got to take into consideration the error he played in. Um, you know. When he would be in the playoffs, he had to play against Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. That's true. Um, so that has to be taken. His into kicker missed a couple of extra, uh, field goals to lose games. I mean, right? I forget the, right. the one I had. I, I had him on my fucking Chargers kicker. Ah, oh, fuck! What was his name? I forget his name. But yeah, he missed like a couple couple field goals that game. And that, was missed a game. Game. that was a game against the Steelers. Wait, uh, 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 Nate Caden. Nate Caden. Nate Caden. Oh, my God. I can't believe I pulled that yeah. out of my ass. Holy it shit. Was game, it was a game against the Steelers, I think, in 2006 in the divisional round. It might have been. Yeah, Nate Caden missed the fucking – oh, my God. I mean, you know, phenomenal numbers, great stats, but no ring. See, I, I – I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think that should be taken into consideration. Not with, not, with, not with when you look at his numbers. Not when you look at his, when you look at his overall numbers, he's one hundred percent in the Hall of Fame. I just don't think he's a first balloter. Right. Remember, we had that conversation about Eli. Eli had two rings, but we were like, eh, "Is he first ballot?" Eh, I, don't, I don't think he is. Like we had that That's conversation. What I mean, like, is, is Phil Rivers better than Eli? I mean, yeah, I yeah. think he is. I mean, I think st- Phil Rivers, st- yeah. Statistically, yeah, but Eli has two rings. Rivers doesn't. Right, David Tyree, and uh, you know you can you know you don't you don't I, I hate to downplay that. I don't mean to downplay that. You win two Super Bowls. That's that's a pretty big feat. Absolutely, but man. but winning a Super Bowl doesn't mean that you're in the Hall of Fame. I mean, we've had this conversation before right. about your your favorite player, Nick Foles, and <laughs> you know the conversation we had that you believe that Nick Foles should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, just because you want to, uh, Trent Dilfer is not in the Hall of Fame. Brad Johnson is in the Hall of Fame. I mean, those guys won Super Bowls. So, I, you know. I understand. I get what you're saying, Sean. I, but we're talking, now, we, we were talking about Eli Manning. He's got two rings. He does, and he does deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. But, it, but, but well, like Ryan, it was, I think Ryan said, but who who would you pick up between the two to get in the Hall of Fame? And, honestly, I would I would take Phil Rivers' career stats Same here. over Eli any any day. I get what you guys are saying, but I mean, he's got two rings. 
So he's getting in before fucking Rivers is. I don't think so. I don't think so. Phil Rivers' numbers are astronomically yeah. better than, than I, but, Eli. But I, I mean, he. I, just I think, think Eli, Eli gets in before him. Eli gets in before him. I, I, I think so too. It's a weird thing, but I, I, despite what I just said, I do. I think Eli gets voted in before him, or maybe they get voted in the same year. Who, you know, who knows? Well, they can't. Eli be eligible well, the year he, before. Yeah, Eli will be eligible in twenty two. Well, that being said, did you guys see Eli's fucking hot sauce commercial? No. No. Oh, it was fucking hysterical. I put that shit on everything. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. It's great. It's funny. But, you know, I know we say this about a lot of players, and, you know, you put Philip Rivers on a different team than the Chargers. He's got rings. Probably. I mean, look, the guy you was... Put him on the Bron- you put him on the Broncos... Was Phil? Was Phil? Right, Ryan. His numbers alone—they're fucking phenomenal. Was he a hate the face for you? Me never. I always loved him. I I, always loved him. I I I never. He did bother me. He was a little bit of a crybaby. But I always said, I dude, I I can't. I probably had Phil Rose on my fantasy team like four or five times over last over his career, just because I knew he was solid. He was a solid player, and you know, I never hated him. But I thought he was a little bit of a cry, little bit of a bitch. My opinion with Phil Rivers has always been: Is his fucking guy going to get? Is he going to get over the hump? Mm-hmm. And he, he just didn't. He never did. No. But it's not. It was never his fault. I mean, I, no, I don't want to say it was never his fault. It was not always his fault. I should say. But I mean, this happens. That's a good point, Gar. I like. I hear you. Um, but like you just saying you know, most. Dan, Dan Marino's he's a prime example. It happens. You either get over the hump, you win a ring, or you don't. I just it's don't true. think that I just don't think the fact that he ha- doesn't have a ring should affect like when he goes in the hall. Like his numbers are insane. Like, I agree I agree with your saying, Ryan, but you know, it's gonna factor in. It will factor in. Gary, I gotta be. I gotta be honest. I'm impressed you're still awake. I thought yeah. you. Would, I thought you would have passed out hours ago. I didn't think you were coming back. He he, he 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 started drinking at what three thirty? Nah, nah, I, nah, dude. I took a nap instead. <laughs> <laughs> probably a good choice. I probably should have, to be honest. With yeah, you. I started drinking about five thirty. Well, you know that's that's pretty good. It's a pretty good run. You know why? Because uh, you know it's been a tough week. I was looking forward to the show all week, and I, I, I honestly. Oh, good for you! No one. I just didn't want to miss. I didn't want to miss it. That's all. No one wants to hear about your week, Mike. You fucking, you fucking love us, don't you, guys? I do love you. Fucking yeah, you fucking. Bunch of child. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up! I was trying to help you, you motherfucker. Fuck you! I'm trying to help you, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, so let's go into the uh you know, it just dawned on me. In five years, most likely Drew Brees is gonna be on that ballot. Yeah. Uh, I mean he gets he gets in before Philip Rivers. Why? What do you mean why? <laughs> Drew Brees is an all time fucking passing leader. He's got almost eighty thousand yards. I know, I just I'm just being an asshole. And because no, he, he's he, getting to the point, he's got a ring. And because yeah. he was against people kneeling, 
So he should get in for. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, I'm joking. No, there was a. If you know me, you know I don't mean that. <laughs> well, he's done. Right? So yeah. Well, he is not technically, but he's probably done. He has to retire. Like he's done. Yeah, there was a report that his wife came out on Twitter and said. And Big Ben, by the way, Big Ben might be in the same belt. Like um, Breeze played the whole season with a fucking tore rotator cuff. And he played with broken ribs. Dude, he's done. He ain't coming. Yeah, he's he's got to. Like he's seriously breaking down, man. He's done, and Big Ben's probably done. Dude, those two are gonna be in the same belt together. I don't know. I heard something that Big Ben wants to play another year or two. He said he would sign a two-year contract. Yeah, like, I, I think he should give it up because, you know, like, as a person, Ben's a scumbag, if you ask me. But, like, as a quarterback, like, you don't want to tarnish your legacy. I mean, like, to, it, to play in your 40s, man, that, that's – It's rare. Like, yeah, Tom dude, Brady, dude. You're embarrassing yourself, you geriatric fuck! Like, Tom Brady's 43 years old, and I'd still take him as my starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it's – it's unheard of, dude. That right, doesn't, it doesn't happen. Like, no, it, man. No, man. It just don't. Like, but that's because Tom Brady. I don't think he's taken a serious hit since he fucking blew his knee out twelve years ago. I, I think the guy. Oh, he could play another three years. He did when he got strip sat by uh, Barnett and yeah. fucking yeah. yeah. E- yeah. A- G- oh, Eagles. Savor that shit, motherfucker. No, yeah. man. Do you not do you feel there's no enthusiasm when we do that chant? Not there's when you're on not when we're on the screen. Not on the screen. It's hard. I'm trying to wait for you guys because you're on a delay for me. Uh, All right. Nineteen seventy two corner pub popcorn time. Uh, I thought this was a pretty I thought it was a half decent year. Let me get a pair. All right. Go go do that. Well, you're the old one. You might know these movies. Okay, go get your beer. All right. I'll wait a second. Yeah, I'll I'll wait a second. Um, (laughs) fucking, I can't believe he fucking like he dropped out on you. On like as soon as you got up to go to the bathroom, he was gone. <sighs> no, it wasn't on purpose. I mean, we know it wasn't on purpose. It just it's, sucked. Oh, it it's sucked. Just funny how it worked out. So I was like, yeah, uh, Hammer and Hank. Yeah. And yeah. And then yeah. Mark said, when I mentioned Hammer and Hank, Mark said he dropped the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> hammer and Hank, man. 714, 714 home runs to beat Babers' record. And yeah. the, the one thing I'll never – like, whenever I see a highlight of Hammer and Hank, it's it's that one when he's rounding second base and the two guys join him on the field. Yeah, and they're trying to egg him on and, you know, well, that, that, that was great, dude. And, uh, the, uh, Mike Mike said it perfectly in our text thread. Um, the last true home run leader. Yep. Like, with all, the, with all the, like, clout that's on, like, right. Barry Bonds and everything. The last true home run leader, right. man. Barry Bonds, fantastic player, would have been a Hall of Famer without the steroids. But, you know. It is that marker will always be on him. Yes, it will. Asterix. All right, so 1972, it's Corner Pub Popcorn Time. Now we're going through the movies over the last 50 years. 1972, number 10, the top grossing movies of 1972. Everything You've Always Wanted. That was a comedy. I don't I don't know that one. Lady Sings the Blues. Nah, nothing. No. 
Last Tango in Paris. No? All right. The Getaway. Oh, the original. You've seen The Getaway. Come on. The yeah. original Getaway in 1972. Yeah. Who's in it? The original Getaway? Yeah. Well, I remember the... Um, I remember the read the, the read uh make was with um Charlie Sheen and uh Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson, yeah. It was called the Chase. Winning. So the getaway was with uh I'm probably completely Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen was in the getaway. Oh. Yeah. You held me up with a candy bar. <laughs> uh Cabaret. Nope was number six that year. Jeremiah Johnson. I don't see, I don't know that one. Wow. <laughs> now here's where it gets fun. My Johnson is named Jeremiah. <laughs> I wish I I don't have it. my big I don't have it on there. I took it off. Number four. Uh, you know what? Hold on a minute. Hold on. I I, I I I have to. I have to get this on there. It's not fair if I don't. Oh, man. So. <clears throat> I, 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 oh man. I just can't remember what the fucking name, name of the, uh. Spit it out, you fuck. I'm, I'm trying to find the, the, the name of the sound. Oh, fuck. Hold on. All right, Sean, what's the movie? This is getting weird. Give me one second. Give me one second. Oh, that beer's fucking cold. All right, well, I'll put it this way it's the first movie. That featured oral sex. Really? In 72? Here we go. I got it. Sorry, guys. So, sorry for the delay. It would be worth it. So nobody Deep throat. Deep throat. Deep throat. That was number four? Yep. Are you serious? Yes. Deep so throat. Was dick in the 60s? Deep throat. Number four. All time. Or n- number four, 1972, 45,000 it made. Damn. That's it? It's it's yeah, that's true. Number three. <laughs> oh, my God. Deliverance. Oh, my God. Squeal like a big, big boy. <laughs> You're a sick <laughs> fuck. That baby took it in the ass like nobody's business. Square like a pig boy. You got a pretty mouth. <laughs> Burt Reynolds was a fucking oh my god. <laughs> Damn, talking about a stink dick. Yo, every anytime I You get your dick like, and your pussy all covered in shit. Anytime there's a dark alley or something, I ain't going down there. I seen Deliverance. Yep. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Taking a stanky. The dude that played the banjo, that dude's freaky as fuck. Yo. Was he the same, was he the same dude that played Mask? <laughs> was Cher? Was Cher? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It wasn't. It looked, but, like, looked like somebody took a fucking ice cream scoop out of his face. Yeah, with the peanut. The peanut head. He had a peanut allergy. You got a purdy mouth. You got. You sure got a purdy mouth. You got a purdy mouth. That movie's fucking. That's that a fucking creepy ass movie. movie. All right, number two. It's not what you think. Well, 
What's up, Doc? That wasn't actually. Come on, that wasn't really. Was it? Was it really Bugs Bunny? Because it was Warner Brothers. You got a nice little man pussy. No, it was not. All right, so that was. Uh, <laughs> you got a nice little man. Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand was in uh, What's Up, Doc? 1972. It's, it stinks. Uh, the Poseidon Adventure was number one. Great movie. Yo, I remember when, when when my mom had her fucking back surgery. She's all laid up. So I come home from work. It's like fucking 1030. So we're sitting there talking. You know, my mom's all fucking Percocetted up because of her pain pills. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yo, she's like, watch this movie with me. I was like, all right, mom. So I'm sitting there, man. It's fucking 2.30 in the morning. This movie's still on. But, you know, she's like, hey, this is a good movie. I was like, yeah. She said, this came out when I was a kid. I said, mom, what is it? She's like, it's called a Poseidon Adventure. And it's where Gene Hackman is getting all upset because the fat chick brown drowned. Yeah, I couldn't remember the fat bitch was scared to crawl up the Christmas tree. She fucking drowned, dude. <laughs> she was afraid she was going to break the tree. I can't climb. I'm fat. <laughs> oh, fucking, yo, fucking heard his Fortnite. Like, oh, my God. Ow. Ow. <laughs> so, uh, yo, I'm, I'm all smoked up when I came home. And I'm, yo, he's screaming about Bell drowning. I'm cracking up. Said, oh, my God. Hey, funny, his wife drowned. So well, she's too fat. <laughs> should have told her. Should, yo, bro, you should have told her. Take your clothes off, baby. <laughs> it was one of them nights, bro. I. That's awesome. All right, honorable mentions. Uh, there's only a couple here. Frenzy. I don't know. Uh, oh, here's one. Shafts. Big score. So that was the sequel. I guess that was the the Shaft sequel. Shaft's big score. Uh, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Fucking chalk. Oh, damn it. Yes, sir. The Cowboys. Well, let's not start sucking each other's dicks quite yet. Not the Backstreet. Or what the fuck was that back? What was that? Brokeback Mountain. Uh, Cowboys. Uh, And uh, I got two more. 21 that year, 1972, only made 5,800 bucks. The Godfather. Really? That, that came out in 71, though. It did. But, you know. Damn. So great. Couldn't, you know. Oh, hold on. Can I say that's an overrated movie? Are you fucking what? Overrated. It's overrated. What? It's overrated. Are you fucking serious? There are people who say it's the greatest movie ever made. I completely no, disagree. No, it's not. I there are Godfather people. That's what I'm saying. Good. It's overrated. Godfather because... 2 might be the greatest movie ever made. Not, not the greatest movie. One of the best. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, in my opinion, you can make the argument that Godfather 2 is the greatest movie ever made. Greatest mob movie ever made. Nah. No, Gar. I'm saying you can make the... The argument, in my opinion, that Godfather 2 is the greatest movie ever made. I'm still saying no. no. I disagree. Okay. I said in my opinion. What the fuck? Fuck your opinion. Suck your fuck you. I just fucking bail out again. Fuck you. <laughs> and the last movie of 1972 I want to mention was... Atlanta. I get all hostile with me. What I do? 
Last last house on the left. Fucking jetpack. Last house on the left. If you the ever saw that, was seventy two. Nineteen seventy two. That's a good movie, wow. man. The remake was good too. But yeah. <clears throat> so that was the uh, quarter pop popcorn. Not a bad year. I thought it was a good year. What? Said Molly lives on the last house on the left. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Well, guys, it was a it was a good show, a really good show. Yeah, two hours and forty minutes. Yeah, fuck. I'm still uh, awake. We want to thank Jordan Hall for joining us tonight. Uh, Jordan of NBC uh, Philly, a cover to fill up your flyers, dude. He was awesome. That was a great interview. Uh, we want to thank the Howie Roseman uh, Voodoo Doll for joining us tonight. There's Howie. There's Howie again. Thank Always you, Howie. A fucking Voodoo Doll in his house. Voodoo, Voodoo. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, and I want to thank you guys for for doing us another week. Yeah, sir. You, know, you got to thank us, though, dude. We fucking. So the Sixers next games at Pistons, at Pistons, Lakers, Timberwolves. And then I forget. I missed what it said. All right. Two, two in a row against the Pistons and then uh, Lakers, Minnesota. Um, I say to lose one of those games. With the Pistons? Yeah, and, Seth, and, and Curry's back, right? Seth Curry's back? Yeah, he had 16 tonight. So they're basically healthy again. Yeah, they're, they had 100% squad tonight, except Mike Scott. How's that Maxi kid doing? He looks like a player, man. Yep. He's what we want it Fultz to be. That's what it looks like. That's yep. what it seriously looks like. Yep. Got me on my knees. Fucking <laughs> carry. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I missed the three-hour show again two weeks in a row. Thank you, guys, everyone who tuned in live. And thank you, everyone who downloaded the show next week. Next week's a uh, – look. Next week's a show for us. Next week's a show for us. It's for Dave. Um, it, it's uh, to help us kind of, you know, during COVID and stuff, we weren't able to really do this the way we wanted to. Um, so it's our way of saying goodbye to Dave. And uh, But it's also going to be entertainment for you guys because there are some clips in there that are, I mean, literally your your cheeks are going to be hurt from laughing. It, he's He was such a character. So – Next week is the Dave, the down the way Dave special. Next week, yeah. So, so, so look, um, I said it earlier. Um, guys didn't know him, but I'm telling you, every time he was on air, and we have other stuff from him not being on air, but yes. every time he was on air, we would just like there were we wouldn't even talk about sports really a lot. Just turned the mic on him, and it turned into radio gold. Absolutely, I'm telling you. He was the most genuine, one of the most entertaining dudes, just being himself that you would ever meet. If you didn't, if you didn't know him when you first met him, you just fell in love with him. Right. So it's gonna be fun. We're gonna have people calling him with stories. We're gonna play clips from Dave from him being on the show, and like Ryan said, even stuff off the air. So we'll see you guys next week. We're Corner Plus Sports. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Take care. And, uh, Mike's uh, not here, so penis out. <laughs> there you go. Penis out. Yes, Nick.